today's date is December 22nd, 2019. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. And we're here to give you all the saucy deets on everything comics this week. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, this is your weekly comic book podcast where Emery and I, and perhaps a guest, hey, Cornell. Go through the latest news, the new comic book releases from your local comic book shops. Please support your local comic book shops. And discuss some topics about the world of comics for your amusement. If that sounds like a good time, be sure to hit like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and rate well elsewhere. It really does help us out. You can always find us on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, or whatever the Apple equivalent is now. And be sure to check out our website, www.htbvids.com, where you find links to all of these things, as well as plenty of written content and lists. All right, Cornell, yeah. why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, yeah, so uh, my name is Cornell. Uh, I like uh, long walks on the beach, uh, light wines. No, just kidding. Uh, this, uh, I, <laughs> we said introduce yourself, not write out your Tinder profile. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Who's behind curtain number two? <laughs> <laughs> I think like a lot of young people wouldn't even get that. Probably joke. not. No. <laughs> it's fucking old people jokes. It sucks, man. There's a lot of celebrities that was on that show, too. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, Nobody knew it yet. <sighs> Because that type of thing was cool back then. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what some people did. I, I mean, you know, uh, famous people, you know, also need to go on dates. Yeah, they should actually date more. Like, they always <laughs> end up with other famous people. Uh, it, yes. And there's only so many fucking famous people to go around. Like, you know, they are <laughs> And half of them are assholes. In bad you know? relationships. Yeah, yeah. like, you can end up in a fucked up relationship. You want to date Gwyneth Paltrow or Gwyneth Paltrow? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'd just rather kill myself. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I was just talking about that earlier today. Like, yeah. How many bad relationships Halle Berry been in, right? So like, they're like, oh, yeah, she's fine. Halle Berry, Halle Berry. But like... I think the question becomes, who is, the, is up, who right? is the common denominator in all those? Halle Berry. Exactly. That's <laughs> you gotta wonder. But she looks so innocent. Yeah. <sighs> so pure. That's that's how the worst one ones do. What <laughs> 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 the the bitch from uh uh Smallville. What's her name? Ooh yeah, she, she was <laughs> Oh, you mean the call sex bitch, cult lady? Because she is on the DL, obviously a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these people are actors. Dude. She had a sex cult that she was recruiting women in and trapping them in prostitution with. It, it, she was a madam? <laughs> Kinda, uh, low key, and they they literally she literally came up with the idea to have them all branded with the the main guy's initials and everything. Oh my god, See, bro! You, you never know <laughs> the who details the fuck you're looking at. Bro. Yeah, she is on ID Channel now, <laughs> being interviewed about the whole thing about how you know the whole process went, and now she's in jail. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, she was like the cute innocent girl next door from Smallville. That, that was her role, and now in real life, she's like fucking. <laughs> Selling innocent young woman into sex trafficking, sex slavery. Yeah, like guilty of sex crimes. What? What the fuck? How? How do you think that the branding hookers (laughs) with someone's like name initials is a good idea outside of like putting it in a movie? Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I'm looking at you. Hello, oh. Cornell. Is there anything you wanted to put out in the universe, promote, or anything like that? All right. So I got this just janky little book, right? Uh, it's a history book called Erie, The War of 1812. And the, wait, no, it's not it. You did write it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and look at the Kindle version here real quick. All right, I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just to make sure. Uh, no, that's cool. I'm going to have this on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> Riveting. Look, sometimes we're so busy that we forget all of the things that we've taken part in. Like, you know, the show. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, we did record two shows. One got lost because the audio got corrupted, and the other one got messed up because the synchronization wasn't working out, and like we lost part of the clip during the synchronization, it corrupted the file, and so we have two lost episodes. You know, I might put that second one out in the universe without that section, but it was kind of like an important section. You know, it was the main topic of the show. Yeah, it, it begins with eerie and ends with eerie. That's why I was confused though. I mean, I had the right name. But as I was saying it, I yeah. realized that, and I, I just Is don't it, say it very often. So. Right. It, it, it's okay. not very often that you introduce your book. So can I say it again? Yeah, go for it, man. All right. It's called Victory, Erie, The War of 1812, and The Battle of Lake Erie, written and illustrated by me. It's a janky little book, but I did it comic book style, a little bit gangster with it. It's available in ebook format on Amazon.com. So you got William Henry Harrison in there, American people. Is that what's going on? Uh, actually, it's I'll read that book. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Hazard Perry. Yeah, from and his crew. I grew up in uh, Port Clinton area, so and, real uh, familiar. <laughs> the the uh, Native American sharpshooters, uh, badasses including Tecumseh, and uh, motherfuckers ripping out hearts and chopping off heads and shit. That was some gangster shit, man. It was like, a wild time back then. Dude, yeah. o- his, Ohio is the old His West. brother it's fucked everything country. up. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Comes his brother fucked up everything. He really kinda did. It's he kinda your did. fault. But on some real shit, though, <laughs> I'm a prophet. Uh, follow me. Not, not, not to be fucked up, because this is kind of like, you know, it can be taken the wrong way. Yeah. But using current slang, okay? Uh-huh. The Indians were straight fucking savage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they to be fair, they were fucking pissed off, and you know yeah. they had every right to be pissed oh, off. But they were some bad right. They did, yeah, man. they did some fucked up shit. They gonna yeah. roll up on some motherfucking canoes and shit. You got, you got fifty canoes roll up. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they tie you to a tree with your own intestines. Yeah, yeah. put hot coals around you so you can't walk away. Doing, yeah, that's how you knew they were mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were soft spoken though. I guess the northeastern ones are soft spoken. These are different Indians than the ones you see on TV and shit. These are. Because half the ones you see on TV are an old Jew pretending to be an Indian <laughs> and crying. <laughs> uh, most famous Native American for like two decades uh, is crying over litter. It turns out he was a Jewish guy who pretended to be an Indian. <laughs> Native American. Hashtag oh, yeah, Sephardic yeah. Jews. Yeah. But you know, they have the features down. Like when I look at that dude, I just definitely get, you know, Native American. Yeah, I, I never thought Where I would be uh, looking at movies like Blazing Saddles and thinking to myself, accurate. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> no, if any, if anybody's interested in like that era of like Midwestern history, uh, a really good book I recommend also is uh, it's an older book. Uh, it's a narrative history book though, so it's pretty fun to read because it reads just like a regular novel or something would. That's cool. It's called The Frontiersman, and it's the first of a series called The Winning of America, which, you know, you can kind of take that one way or another. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, the, 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 author, yeah, the author is Alan W. Eckert, and obviously he's a white guy. Uh, <laughs> but the book is written very cool, very respectfully, very fairly, and uh, it, 
it talks about all these fucking crazy frontiersmen and crazy Native Americans and just French and British assholes, you know, just coming down and ruining everything. There's like some fucking characters out yeah, there. Yeah, they were crazy. They were, yeah. I mean, you had to be a little crazy to go into the wilderness during that age. Dude, so, Ohio you know, is the old frontier, It's not like you man. had Google Maps or anything. You this were the original Wild West. You oh, were yeah. on your own. It's like the, and it's still like that. It's like in an era when having to actually draw map lines was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they would mark their property by sticking a hatchet in the tree and carving their initials. And they're like, all right, recognizes my land now. And then everybody's like, no, <laughs> people already live here. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Meanwhile, Daniel Boone's going out there carving his initials in every tree. He's like, mine? Yeah. Mine? Yep. Mine? That's exactly how they did it. <laughs> Daniel Boone. Yep. Yeah, it was nuts. All right, enough of the history lessons. This is a comic book <laughs> show, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Cornell, for coming on the show. We're happy oh, to have yeah. you here. I'm happy to be here. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, so back to the usual format. So uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the show, usually we start off talking about what we've been reading and watching recently, uh, comic book related, of course. Uh, Then we talk about our segment, Did the Content Match the Drapes? Unfortunately, this week there will not be any Did the Content Match the Drapes because we didn't have a comic of the week for like so many weeks. Uh, Yeah, Uh, it's been a little while. We haven't had a show get finished in a while. So uh, apologies for that, but we are back and running and everything should be good. I uh, even got a new editing computer, which should speed things up a little bit. <laughs> uh, Progress. After that, we go into the news. We talk about all the news we may or may not have missed and uh, the big stories uh, that everybody's talking about on the Twitterverse and Instagram and all that stuff. And uh, then we talk about uh, the newest books coming to your local comic book shops. Again, please support your local comic book shops. Please do. Uh, There's not a whole lot this week because it's Christmas week. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever else you celebrate. (laughs) It is pronounced Hanukkah. I'm the one who's Jewish here. (laughs) (laughs) My mother was Jewish. How am I the one schooling you you on this thing? How are you going to teach me how to say Hanukkah? Uh, uh, Look, you said it wrong. (laughs) It's spelled three different ways. Make sense of that. (sighs) Uh, Okay, I'll make sense of it right after you make sense of pronunciation. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I just got mansplained. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Mansplained. We're both men. It's just splaining. (laughs) Let, yes. me, let, me, let me explain you something real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cornell. Uh, so one more time. <laughs> because, like, once again, back. there's not a lot of comics coming out this week. It's not really fair to give out a prestigious, nay, life-changing award of comic and variant comic cover of the week. So we're going to skip that topic this week. But normally we would. Uh, and then we'll finish the show with a nice topic of discussion. So if that sounds like a good time, be sure to stick around and uh, let us know what you think. So... Emery, what have you been reading? Spoiler alert for the two <laughs> lost episodes. Guess what he complained about the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. I'm going to give credence to the legend, man. I mean, when it came out, it had its purpose. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Talk about Jonathan Hickman and how much he has ruined your childhood. You mean Jonathan Hackman? Yeah, well, oh. you know. Let the anger flow. Uh, and, uh, yes. Good. Let the good. anger flow through me. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 some good healthy yeah. anger here, I see. <sighs> Previously... On we're all on an island, and I don't know why we aren't calling this lost. 
Because we have gold balls. <laughs> oh, oh, you're behind. He's trying to change his name to Egg now. Oh, great. Much better. <laughs> Much better. That's way not why, lame. Why, why is there a superhero named Egg? And why is there he used to be called Gold Balls. Uh, right. Gold, gold Balls? His name was Gold Balls. <laughs> like, in case you're wondering what... You, like, tell chicks in bars, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got they, that gold nut, baby. Come on. They, they call me Gold Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I arrive, they call it the money shot. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Yeah, uh, or at nice least I goal. feel like that's what's happening to my face every time I open one of these fucking books. Whoa. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. These books, I feel like... I, uh, and yet you like, keep putting it in your face, don't you? <sighs> See? You say it's a problem, but you keep putting it in your face. I, I, this is an abusive yeah. relationship. You're like I, a... I'm, I'm looking for someone <laughs> to help me out here. Please, someone, someone tell me. That there's a better way because I keep crawling back, hoping that they've changed. You're a masochist. <laughs> you just can't can't bring yourself to admit it. Uh, oh, um, so what's the latest development in the world of uh, egg? This uh, is X Men, by uh, the way. Uh, uh, yes, a, yes. Uh, in case you were wondering, those of you at home watching, uh, uh, curious. Uh, Emery is, is is not happy <laughs> with the direction that X Men has taken uh, and in its current uh, incarnation. In all yeah. six of their weekly titles, six of them, one of which takes place in space because, uh, yeah, even we knew that this shit was a dumb idea. <laughs> kind of like Rambo. Well, this is this maybe is the, uh, okay. Is please the, elaborate first, on that. <laughs> first Rambo movie came out, right? Uh, okay, yeah. The like first Blood. Drama and shit, right? It, I, I really like that it's first a movie. Serious fucking drama, right? Yeah. Then Rambo two came out. It was a little bit more violent. Yeah. Then it, Rambo three came out on the fucking cover. It's the Rambo we all know with the fucking headband and the Jerry curl and the fucking <laughs> fucking sixteen and, and the high kill count and shit. I mean, dude. That's how it progressed. It, it's turned from, it, all right, we got this serious fucking drama by Stallone. Right. A serious dude, you know. It was like a, 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 movie that, a movie that really highlighted some of the uh, tragedies of what it was like to be a vet coming home from the war. Right. Yeah. Right. Very, very much a social statement. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we make the next one, and it's about, uh, oh, we had to, just when he thought he was out, we had to pull him back in. Right. Did right. anybody see the last one where he's, like, on a farm or something? I heard it was really bad. Yeah, but, I no. Mean, worse, worse. I mean, that's generally the rule. Yeah. Like, the fucking legend, Van Damme kickboxer and shit. Oh. I mean, they uh, get worse and worse. Our Van Damme movie's really good, though. <laughs> Dude, that fucking Yeah, Bloodsport and stuff like that. It's like, oh. Street Fighter, okay. the movie. All right, the original kickboxer. <laughs> I mean, he, he can do some impressive shit. But, I'm cool with it. Uh, okay. But, you know. Back to the thing that I'm talking about that I hate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, this is a nice session for us to vent, you know, y- y- oh, frustrations yeah. with our favorite oh. franchises. Oh, yeah. This is X- X-Men. Good old big brain Jonathan Hickman decided to uh, write out of the gate uh, after establishing this new home for the mutants. Um, been there, done that. Yes, because yeah. uh, Martin Luther so well King. Last time. Martin Luther King sh- should have totally been about segregation and giving up on the dream. <sighs> if you guys don't know, <laughs> it's widely accepted theory that Magneto, the villain for X Men, 
represents Malcolm X. Yep. While the mutants represent black people and Professor X represents Martin, Martin Luther King. King. Okay. And uh, for, for those of you who are unfamiliar didn't know, that is the common accepted uh, allegory. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, and the island they're staying on represents Liberia, which is a real country <laughs> founded. Okay, was a slave colony though. Yeah, Liberia was where they sent former slaves to be free in their own country. Oh, yeah. It was an initiative to take freed slaves because they weren't able to culturally Assimilate. integrate with the era. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What? Because it's fucking racist as fuck. You oh know? yeah, uh, I mean, like, and they, like, they, like and they made. Know? If they're not working for free, then get them the fuck out of here. Yeah, right? and, and they they basically yeah. bought a colony on the west coast of Africa and made it its own independent nation called Liberia, and that, that yeah. nation's still around today. Obviously, Liberia, yep. I wasn't so aware of its history. Yet. Liberia so, because of liberation. Yeah, that's what they're trying to go for. Oh, yeah, wow. like so green, it was supposed like to be Greenland and yeah, Iceland you, sort of thing. Yeah, because if you think yeah. about it, you couldn't take people that were born and raised in America and spoke English and were Christian and whatever else and send them back to Africa and expect them to suddenly integrate again. Because right. they don't speak the language. They're not culturally yeah, African they, anymore. They, they, generations yeah. removed. Yeah. That was the idea. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of fucked up in practice, but that was... Yeah. Because <laughs> American history is really fucked up. Back then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like the slave days, the early slave days was like almost <coughs> on the tail end of like medieval England and shit. So the shit they were doing was yeah, it was like kind of like still medieval things. Yeah, going from medieval to colonial. That uh, that whole like we're we're progressing at uh, all costs to any means necessary. We have to expand and reach this new world because our homeland needs resources. And oh, we actually like it over here better. Fuck off. Yeah. Fucking, uh, if you look at Liberia's lands. flag, it's literally an American flag with one star on it. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a real place. I didn't, I didn't know that was real. A, real history. I didn't know it was a fucking. I didn't know that was their flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, in this comic book where we're trying to do Liberia, but worse and stupid, we have now gotten to the point where not only are people, uh, non mutants, finding their way onto this island any fucking way mm. because like they've had a very exclusionary stance like we only accept mutants on this island except for like certain like special special cases um we have managed to have a strike team uh do like a halo jump get all the way onto the island and already at this point managed to assassinate Charles Xavier. Wow. And a couple issues we already brought him back. Oh, because gold balls. I mean egg. <laughs> egg. Gold uh egg. God, fuck this, that character. This whole story is fucking uh, nuts. <laughs> oh, let me tell you how fucking stupid this story is. Meanwhile, <laughs> Uh, the Golden Girls have managed to, because they're good with plants, uh, hijack one of these plant gateways and just show up and come up with a goop that just neutralizes mutant powers temporarily. Thank you like, for being a friend. <laughs> I, uh, they might as well have been. They were this fucking old. Hey, B. Arthur was a yes. fucking badass, all right? B. Arthur would fuck someone up. 
Uh, okay. Just you know. Oh, you mean Blanche? No, not Blanche. Uh, the one with the white hair. The big, yeah, the yeah. tall one. Yeah, yeah the one she was, was a former Marine. Yeah, <laughs> she used to be a Marine. Uh, okay. She seemed really fucking mm. tough. Like she would body slam. Oh, dude, she would uh, fuck someone up uh, so quick. Y- y- yeah. Uh, Blanche, notwithstanding. Dude, I love Blanche, man. <laughs> like, you know what? Honestly, like, you know, I would kind of be like watching that shit, and I would like, see Blanche and shit. And I, and I know she was older and shit, but I was kind of like. Yeah, yeah, we all would. Uh, <laughs> we all would. Okay, yeah. see, uh, he, here's the thing with that. It's an attitude thing, man. I mean. uh, okay, imagine senior citizens who spend most of their time talking to each other about whether or not they're getting Social Security for either themselves or from their dead spouse, uh, just uh, absent-mindedly making their way onto the island and taking whatever fucking plants they want and saying that, oh, yeah, oh, we forgot you're here. Goop. This is X-Men now. There's a lot of dumb mutants out there. Oh, uh, also, while we're at it, imagine from beyond the plains, uh, Morgana Le Fay is dealing with Apocalypse for some weird reason because they're also after the mutant island because uh, King Arthur tales are what we want to tell with the mutants now. Wait, King Arthur tales? Yes, Camelot... Uh, Excalibur. The team is literally named Excalibur. I remember when we had that team back in the 90s, and we just called it Excalibur because a lot of them were British. But now we're actually getting stupidly literal with it and involving... Well, the person now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> fucking James Bond. Well, the new James Bond check that was in that fucking Marvel movie. And it's kind of funny because you see these British actors in these movies like The Walking Dead. Yeah. You don't know they're British until you see them in an interview. Yeah. Coral. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they're walking among us and shit. Uh, yes. They're clothes. being hired because uh, we we want people who are. You are you British, like, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll never know. I know. You never know. I'm good at my job. We got some fucking tea and crumpets upstairs, and we don't know. We never fucking knew. We never yeah. took them out. On that, on that point, yeah. the one that fooled me the most was the lead character from Sons of Anarchy. The blonde guy. Oh, fucking the guy uh, who played Jax British? Teller. Like, Charlie fucking Hunnam. Yeah, he's yeah. British. Dude, that's he's stri- up. Yeah, he's he, stri- he like walks he- American. <laughs> he sounds American. Everything about him is American. So, it, he up, he he did a good job studying how Americans walk and talk. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking English. Yeah. Oh shit. yeah. They vowed to get America back under their control. Maybe this is <laughs> they're how doing they're it through Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. We'll know. get them through their entertainment. Worried about the Russians, but it's Sons the damn America. British. We All of worry these about. Americans really like James Bond, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts. Hey, no one knew who fucking Doctor Who was over here until very recently. <laughs> All right, so. We had to lay groundwork back in the 60s for that one. Well, you know, my girl likes uh, Doctor Who. Hey, baby. <laughs> 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 she knows all about it. Uh, okay, don't get me wrong. I like Doctor Who too, but it's like the, it's starting to add up, man. There's like more and more British shit. The Office, originally British, Shameless, uh, yeah, really? originally British. The Office was originally British. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Scranton, PA Office. 
Uh, no. Well, I mean, it was in it, Britain. Yeah, it yeah. it was. I'm, I but now it was, was Britain, it in right? Sussex? It might have been I Sussex. Don't yeah. I, but, don't know, I don't know the British territories. I barely yeah. know the fucking Columbus territories. So <laughs> <laughs> like certain parts of the North Side out. Lost, bro. Uh, you'll Sussex. figure it out. Give give <laughs> it time. Devonshire. Devonshire. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, um, so sorry, we keep interrupting you. What's yeah, uh, what what's uh, the latest what, thing? Oh, so, did I tell you that uh, those uh, st- that strike force snuck onto the island because they cut off strips of domino to pass detection? Cut off strips of domino. The girl the, domino? Yeah, the girl. Who's lucky? They literally so took they, her... They got undetected by using her flesh to be lucky? E, e, yeah, they put strips of saw? her flesh on themselves. What the fuck? In order to look like a mutant. Is that how mutant know, powers true. work? You just cut their flesh and you Does can domino use their powers? Have any powers? Except her, being her, like fucking panda? <laughs> <laughs> her, her power is luck. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's not very cinematic. No. Oh, is that, is that it? Look. Although, yeah, yeah. Her powers are purely luck based. Deadpool two proved us wrong. <sighs> they found a it way. Did. It did. What, what? <laughs> Deadpool two Zazzy managed beats. to uh, take Zazzy Beats. Uh, and Zazzy not- Beats. Yeah. yeah. She plays Domino in Deadpool two. Oh yeah, yeah. That, okay, yeah. that's her name. Yeah. Oh, is she like a pop star? Uh no, but she is uh, actually. Uh, I know she's her German. Real fucking name ain't Zazie Beats. Uh, she's German, so it probably is. It could be, but I mean, uh, she's a cute girl. I like her and mm. shit. But uh, I didn't know her name was Zazie Beats. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah, can I speak to uh, <laughs> Zazie Beats, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, you keep saying Zazie, and I keep hearing uh, Beats by Dre. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Beats by Dre? Uh, do, do, do you want me to get you Beats by Dre headphones? Is that a thing that we're doing right now? No, no. But you know, they do call them Beats. Mm. So you might just be able to call her Beats. <laughs> so I speak to Beats, and then you go, are you? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I had to pull shit off. But, but yeah, uh, <laughs> going from that all the way back into the darkness that will never escape me. Uh, it, yes, that character that Zazie Beats played in the comics, they took her skin and damn near went Silence of the Lambs with it. I sound like Chainsaw Massacre type of shit. (laughs) What kind of... This is not the X-Men that I knew and loved. Uh, This is just not my X-Men. Don't get me wrong. That fucking Wolverine shit and the hyperbaric chambers and all that shit, like, that was pretty brutal and shit. You know what I mean? Oh... That was some dark shit, okay? But that was the darkest shit, okay? That was the darkness that fueled the light, you know? Oh, let me tell you about some really dark shit involving Wolverine now that doesn't involve him probably being in an open threesome with uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey. The rooms are connected. They ran a train on? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Not only are the rooms connected... They have real estate on the moon. You know, this is fucked up, though, because out of all the people that Wolverine would run a train with, it would not be fucking Cyclops. He hates Cyclops. <laughs> we all do. It's just a fact we of life. Do. Cyclops I, sucks. I still want him to he's be an weird. asshole. Uh, okay. Right? Right. He's, he, he's like Tom he, Brady and shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's an effective leader. Exactly. He's Some, sometimes he effective is. leaders have to be douches. I mean, all the like time. I like I if mean, I was a leader, like, yeah. I wouldn't want to be the douche. But I know in order to get shit done, is like, like, hey, 
I you, think born stop what the fuck you're doing and get back to the thing that we're doing. I think you can't be a douche, though. You were born a douche, so you're not a douche. Like, <laughs> fucking Tom Brady, he has, like, no fucking personality. You know, Peyton Manning, same thing, you know. Oh, I was almost going to get you that costume for Halloween. I wouldn't have fucking worn it. <laughs> you know I hate Cyclops. Cyclops hey, sucks. So you gotta get somebody else to run a train. Maybe strong guy. He fucks over everybody. Sports. He kills everybody. Uh, maybe fucking Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool would be a bit Cheats worse. on everybody. Maybe fucking Professor uh, X. Okay. Right, he doesn't... This? How about... If, he, uh, if he's okay. gonna run a train with somebody, he gotta be Magneto. To be fair, anytime <laughs> Cyclops has cheated, it has been because Cyclops he thought cheated? his spouse was All dead. Please. <laughs> He's fucking Emma Frost right in front of her. Uh, oh, shit. Come on. Frost, okay, bro. to be fair, at this point, she's probably going to be the added room. You know what? <laughs> I, I wouldn't put that past nobody, including Cyclops, man. Uh, Emma Frost, man. I mean, she's uh, a fucking comic, but I mean, uh, she's uh, always yes. a bad bitch. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but Wolverine. Venereal disease is in that woman. Come on now. Uh, none. Well, she's she, a mutant. She's they don't mutant. catch those. Please. Yeah. <laughs> she probably do, though. It's probably twice as bad because right. she's like a mutant. fucking mutant venereal diseases. <laughs> yeah. Good God! Probably has tentacles and shit. <laughs> Runs away from antibiotics and shit. Just <laughs> <laughs> like that fucking alien scene. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I still hit it. No. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> Wolverine. Wolverine, and I shit you not. This was just recently revealed. People have been asking questions about this. Like, if we have do something stupid, like uh, have Wolverine uh, incinerate at the sun, trying to, you know, send, like, the mother mold into it and have that thing melt, and he just completely fucking dies, and we bring him back through their bullshit process. Gold balls. Uh, do we, does he, does he get reborn with the adamantium on? No. No. No, he doesn't. His DNA but, doesn't have that. But guess what? They have adamantium there. They regrafted re- it? So they retortured the, him? They literally retorture Wolverine every time he's reborn at this point so that they could put the metal back on him. Is he like a metaphor for Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is going on here? Uh, I don't uh, know no what knows. version of the Bible you've read. <laughs> well, what but, I mean is, is this whole fucking, you know, he has to he has to die to bring us to, to glory. Well, everybody's dying. That's the problem. Uh, right. Like, the because entire so premise of this is that gold uh, balls. death no longer has meaning for the mutants because of the five people that they use to reincarnate them anytime they die. What drives me crazy is that they it's basically like tried to kill off the the mutants and X-Men overall because they didn't own the rights to them for the movie rights. Yeah. And they just wanted to force Inhumans into the picture and make them the new mutants because they needed to make a movie franchise and we're wasting money not being able to make these movies. Right. And and it's, like, it's like we need them. They have all yeah. the best villains, but we're going to try to do and something it, with the Inhumans It failed instead. completely because nobody likes the Inhumans. And <laughs> the Inhumans sucked as a TV slash movie product. I get the impression the yeah. people that are writing these comics are not people who read comics. 
Probably not. (laughs) I'd say it's about half and half. (sighs) I I would say that it's probably shows that uh, Marvel, as it stands right now, is probably ninety percent written by people who didn't and probably still don't actually read comics. You really can't recreate the atmosphere that kind of created X Men and all that. You had old fat motherfuckers like Joe Bashima and shit like that, and they were sitting around in this smoky old office with wood paneling and shit, drinking scotch and cussing and shit. And then, you know, and they were creative as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now they finally get the rights to the X-Men and several other franchises, and they choose this route to bring them back, which basically nullifies the whole point of the X-Men, which is the analogy of struggling minority groups. (laughs) They completely Uh, nullified what the X-Men were originally about. They completely took the stakes. I was inspired by that that conflict, but I don't know necessarily that it has to carry through the whole thing. I I think you kind of do. It's kind of the whole point of the property. Yeah. Yeah. Like primarily what the X-Men have been about whenever their story uh, structure is good is about uh, uh, one, uh, acceptance and integration into society and learning not only where you fit, but how you can contribute without going down the route of Magneto, Magneto which is exclusionary, um, violence, uh, segregation. I mean, that is the basis. Okay? Yeah, that, that's that the is, basis. That is the inspiration. Okay? Yeah. But when you take a metaphor, it doesn't always completely translate in every aspect. But that's right. the core. That's yeah, the core, the, but yeah, that's the core. With this reboot, not only did they get rid of that completely, but they took any stakes out. Because now it doesn't fucking matter if they die. They're just going to be revived by gold balls. Right. Which is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Uh, and they basically went back to the island, which is something that almost caused the entire mutant race to be extinct in the first place. Right. Uh, that, that's the premise of which, this new timeline is... Oh, yeah, you're all on one island? Yeah, we're going to send a bunch of sentinels and kill all of you, or at least try. And they suggest that McTavish has lived through all of this, but uh, obviously she didn't learn any fucking thing, (laughs) because we're just repeating history here in the most nonsensical way. (laughs) We almost died because we were all on an island. What do we do this time? Find another island? Wait. (laughs) let's think about this a little bit more let's find another island that's also a mutant yeah yes we're on krakoa krakatoa yeah yeah (laughs) on purpose this time oh (laughs) jeez it doesn't make sense it it did not make (laughs) change this is Chewbacca. you can't can't just fucking uh it's not burnt toast you can't just fucking scrape it off and and put it on the plate that's what they're doing they Uh, fucked it up they're trying to scrape it off and put it on the plate, and it's just no. Get another fucking piece of toast. Make that shit right. Let me tell you how bonkers this shit is. Like going forward, uh, the council that they've created consists of uh, Charles Xavier, Magneto. You mean reincarnated Charles Xavier? I mean, yeah, at this point. One of several, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like that that's the thing with Charles Xavier. He's wearing a big old metal helmet now that uh literally keeps everyone's souls because we're that's a thing that it can do. Uh and like keeps them saved on like a some kind of stupid fucking Shiar tech drive. Hold on, where wait, he could just wait, like save state them. Gray soul in there? 
It's got everybody's soul in there. No, no, Save don't have souls, guys. Hmm? Saved. (laughs) (laughs) But saved on a hard drive. It's saved on some bullshit alien tech hard drive so that when they die, he can just re-upload them into a new body. It's so stupid. It's on a USB. They gave him a fucking USB USB helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like the the idea with like them killing Charles Xavier is like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? You can't <laughs> kill Charles Xavier. Oh, well, here's the thing, dude. He they, would explode your mind. Well, they did it. He died, but then they brought him back with the same technique that he would have had to have used on other people. Which I'm assuming, if I go back and read that, it's probably Jean Grey that wears the helmet for like a hot second to bring Charles she's back. A ginger and she doesn't have a soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, vampire jokes. <laughs> she should be burning. <laughs> Not like, as a uh, South Park thing, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, that, that's just been a running joke that South Park took. Oh. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's bad. I was just it, kidding. I know it, lots of great genders, and they have souls. <laughs> you don't have to lie. <laughs> we, know, we know they don't have souls. It's fine. There's some awesome genders it's out fine. there. They know they don't have souls. Me. It's okay. <laughs> Talking it's to okay. you, audience. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's bad. It's stupid. It's dumb. And I keep reading it to see when it all comes crashing all the, fu- all the fucking way down. Obviously. But I mean, it's already crashed pretty hard. I don't, I don't know what you're waiting for. I think yeah. you're just a masochist, and you like seeing. It's already a fucking circus, man. The magic is gone. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might as well just go back in the day and pull out some of them old motherfucking issues and, and talk about those. Uh, I mean, that's the real shit. Uh, that was the golden age, man. Uh, I mean, nothing was fucking with X Men, man. It, right? They they were the A team. Yeah. The, but now they're all separatist segregationist weirdos that and i shit you not that's what our country has turned into yeah it it, we're trying to separate and these books are reflecting that and it's bad it's really fucking bad a lot of things that are really bad in media right now in the world right now just have a moment of silence i don't think we need to get that deep on a comic (laughs) book podcast (laughs) just gotta be real Uh, but yeah that's what i've been reading uh, anything else? Gotten into anything else? Watched anything else? Read anything else? What the? No, you no. just gave up on life and. No, uh, uh, look, if this it. shit keeps up, I'm just gonna go <laughs> full weeb and just be all in on like Japan. Yeah. How about you, Cornell? Oh, been so I've been watching that new Mandalorian shit. I mean, I was the Baby really, Yoda. I mean, the Baby Yoda is a part of the shit, but it's really not the big thing. What I really like about it. Mm. Mandalorian is excellent. I didn't think it was going to be shit. I was like, oh, they made a fucking miniseries about Boba Fett. It's probably going to be stupid like Solo. And Solo wasn't that stupid, for real. Okay? But, I mean, all right. It was pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It was, it was all right. It was pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't a horrible yeah. production. I mean. Uh, they tried. Yeah, I mean... They you know, tried. Always, something you can do better, right? But this Mandalorian shit, they just fucking give so much insight into this fucking culture of this fucking... It's not a race. It's more of like a sect. You know? And they have their own rules and their own lingo. And they did a really good job. And they also did it... They have these fucking space trailers and shit. Or like the inside of the, the Mandalorian spaceship. Like, dude, I would have a fucking house. If I had a million fucking dollars, mm-hmm. I would fucking have a house built. 
that looked like the fucking ship of the Mandalorian. And I'd walk around in a motherfucker, and I'd look <laughs> out the windows and shit. I would turn on the motherfucking jet engines and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a bunch of screens that uh, whenever you're, uh, whenever you fucking feel like it, you can just make press the hyperspace button and pew. All the screens in the fucking house. <laughs> just yeah. like click. It would be a motherfucking thing where there's some fucking, the walls have fucking, I don't know, two-way mirrors or some shit on them. Yeah. And wherever you got in the motherfucking place, you could just fucking reorient yourself and shit. That'd be some crazy shit. That would, that'd be I too mean, much that money. it would be too much money, but Maybe that just would in be the fucking bathtub. That would be really fucking <laughs> cool. Some shit, you in a bathtub and shit. <laughs> I just like the idea of if somebody pisses, <laughs> somebody pisses you off, you just jettison them into the vacuum of space. Just there you go. Like just stand right there. Yeah. Right to the left. Right there. Boom. Ejecto cedo, cuz. Right. <laughs> Gone. And they end up on the island of Krakatoa. <laughs> I was gonna correct you on the pronunciation of the name of the island, but so fuck that island. Day. I don't care. It's so goddamn stupid. You're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> Stay thirsty, my friends. Oh, I'm a fucking nerd. Please tell me how is Tom King's Batman doing? You know. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) There have been better days, sure. It's it's depressing, as you'd expect from Tom King. Uh, Everything is depressing uh, and convoluted, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Is he still letting uh, Catwoman be his mommy wife? (laughs) Time to time. It's it's more of an occasional thing now. Uh, You know, side mommy. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been uh, ca- caught up quite as bit much on uh, the current run of Batman and whatnot, but what I have been catching up on because I'm a huge fan of Stephen Sajic oh. is the uh, new DC Black Label Harleen books. So oh. I got through the first one. I'm about halfway through the second one now. The big thing about these titles is that they're, I mean, they're large books. I mean, they're like. Almost 70 pages, I'd guess. Yeah, if you um, haven't checked out the yeah. question, you should definitely check out that book. Yeah, and I DC started this whole thing. Uh, I think uh, so far it's uh, the fir- like if it is uh, an ongoing series, the first issue of the question was like 50 pages. Yeah, they're big oh. books. So basically the whole idea behind... Uh, what DC's doing right now is they got three labels. They got like a kids label, they got the mainstream label, and then they got what they call DC Black Label, which is an adult themed, adult oriented, adult targeted audience. And not quite. No, you practically need no. to carry that book. We're not out in talking the paper about bag. dynamite here. All right, so that's dynamite's a totally different thing. Uh, <laughs> American, yeah, I guess. Do you like Deja Thoris and uh, Red Sonia and? Uh, Betty Page and it's the uh, the prime time Barbarella. when it comes to uh, bikini armor. Yeah. Huh? Uh, it's a, the uh, the prime real estate of bikini armor comics. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you like floss armor, they're, they're, they're the company you go to. Uh, but no, it's it's more about uh, the themes of the books. As far as the DC Black Label books go, there have been a se- several of them. Like Batman Damned was probably the most notable first early one. Oh, uh, you mean uh, Batman uh, uh, Dicks Out for Harambe? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it got famous before it was even released because reviewers leaked that they had the first. 
full exposed shot of uh, Bruce Wayne's cock and balls. Uh, and then basically what comic book vendors started doing is jacking up the price of like literally 60. Jacking? Six, yeah. <laughs> he caught it. They jacked up the price to about 60 bucks a book. Before it was even oh, released, because they knew it was going to be don't, collectible. Don't tell me. They jacked it, and it exploded. It, it really <laughs> did explode. Yep. And then DC realized what they were doing, and they censored it. And so it made the price go up even further, which is the explosion you're talking about. Did you see that fucking, so, did you see that fucking Stephen Yang thing? You, oh, uh, Andrew Yang. I'm sorry, Andrew Yang. <laughs> like, he's already gotten a different name once by someone. Like, he fucking right. put the, the whipped cream in the... Oh, are, you're talking about the uh, New Hampshire opening business tradition that yeah, they do. My bad, though. Let's get back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm interrupting, and it's really bad. I apologize, everyone. Yang gang. Yang gang. Yeah. Yang 2020. Yep. That's me and Emery, I don't know if you're on board, but we're oh, on I board. Really like, I really like it so far. I mean, I haven't really watched the debates and shit because I do mostly streaming, you know? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, it sounds sounds good. He has the data. Humanity first. I mean, that's that's pretty good to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not humanity. Right. Yeah. This is <laughs> <laughs> well, so. As you should. And I'm, I'm a rational type, so, like, you know, I make decisions using logic. So it's good that he has data. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, if the math doesn't add up, then... Okay. Yeah. Like, if... If your math doesn't add up, what the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the topic at hand, uh, basically, uh, comic book vendors saw an opportunity to make a lot of money, so they made the original print of it, super high price, before it even came out, and basically it was all sold out before anybody could even read it. Like yeah. fucking uh, 60 bucks. Wall yeah. Street stock investors, yes. Black Friday. Now, to be fair, <laughs> you know, comic books aren't the hardest margin product in the world, so I get it. You got to make a living, but that was kind of fucked up. Oh, they yeah. They didn't even give you a chance to try to get the book before they jacked the price up. You know? was living too large. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can still kind of find the book online and everything like that without the censored image in it. But yeah, you get to see how big oh, Batman's pay. dick is. Oh, no, wait. You, you have to pay to see the censored image. I mean, you can pirate it, I guess, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a comic book. Yeah, you should pay for it. I'm surprised they don't of have course, it on. They say we have the comic online. But we took this part out because this is what we're making our money off. This is our money shot. Why the fuck is everything in comic books go back to a money shot? We got gold balls. Gold balls. Gold balls. Gold balls is literally a human being. Uh, oh, my God. But, yeah, it was a whole thing. But the, the theme of the book was more adult. It was about kind of Batman's descent into madness after somebody... You know, it's kind of a mystery throughout the book. Somebody killed the Joker. Yeah. You don't know who. You don't know the context. Constantine gets involved. Dead Man gets involved. There's a lot of supernatural elements. It was weird. It, uh, uh, oh, yeah. It had a really cool art style and a really cool, you know, writing. But the the story, I don't know if it totally made sense. No, what was uh, weird about it exactly? I mean, there's moments in the book where Harley Quinn, like, basically tries to rape him. And, Batman? Yeah. Why? I don't know. For funsies? There's no explanation. Uh, Probably because people just wanted to see that. And there's like weird spots where uh, the demon is basically an underground rapper. Yeah. yeah. Like all rappers. uh, It gets real weird. Yeah, I mean, this is is an... What what demon is this? I didn't know that it had fucking... uh, I mean, it's not Etrigan. (laughs) I can tell you straight up. Uh, I I wouldn't say it's Etrigan, but it's Etrigan. 
It is. It's Etrigan. He's a rapper. No. He's an underground rapper in that book. Uh, it, don't yeah. get me wrong. He's always like, had bars. bars <laughs> no, he's just a guy. He's just a, a guy <laughs> who demon? happens to have supernatural powers. He's a demon? Yeah. Yeah, That that one of the things with there's Etrigan is that... Batman now? I, I mean, there's demons in the DC it's universe. Expanded DC yeah. world, yeah. Oh, okay. like the, they like cross over to their realm. Yeah, it used to be yeah. Vertigo, and then it got... Oh, kind of yeah. meshed them in because DC. we really like Constantine. They, they so much. Yeah, DC yeah. killed Vertigo, so now really the only Vertigo you get is from DC books, and it's mostly the black label stuff that you get it because Vertigo was known for being more adult oriented. Yeah, uh, but owned by DC. It was kind of like a mixture between like Dark Horse and uh that one with Exo Man of War. What the fuck was that? Valiant. Valiant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would say Vertigo was somewhere right. right? Yeah, yeah somewhere between those accurate. two. Yeah, yeah that's fairly mm-hmm. accurate. Um, but yeah, it was a weird book, but that was what kind of got the ball rolling for more adult themed and adult oriented books. And that book also was one of the first that had a huge page limit. It was like 70 pages, 60 something pages for each book. And there was only three books, mm-hmm. you know, so it goes by real quick and it tells a complete story and everything. But yeah, it's kind of a refreshing way to read comics because now you're actually getting quite a bit of content. Now you do pay a higher price for it. It's not like you're paying three bucks for a book or something like that. You're paying, you know, six, seven, eight bucks. Yeah. Uh, but it's worth it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the so artwork. Yeah, and I mean, they're giving them time to work on it, so it's not like it's a thing that's getting rushed out every week, you know? They come right. out as they come out, so they seem to be finished products. And uh, Stepan Sage got offered a project uh, that he pitched, uh, focusing on uh, Harley Quinn character and kind of her retelling of her origins. And I love Stepan Sajic because he's one of my favorite comic book artists, period. You know, he's kind of famous for his kind of smuttier material <laughs> with uh, Sunstone, Sunstone and, you know? <laughs> rat girls and stuff like that but he has one of my favorite runs on aquaman of all books you wouldn't think it but no he has such a great art style it's very expressive like he he makes character interactions work on you know single 2d images so well so much better than any other artist i've ever seen i love uh, his passion oh yeah yeah his he, passion is real he <laughs> i i love stepping sage's work it's so good uh, as a writer, I like how he sets up dialogue. It's more human. It's not like arbitrary and kind of forced like a lot of writers tend to do. Right. You know? but, he keeps it real. Yeah. And this book, it's very, it's very dialogue heavy. It's very character driven. It's it's That's how it be. yeah. It's 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 kind of refreshing. It's not like every page is you know Batman punching somebody and somebody getting blown up and whatever else and the a big effect. You know, yeah. There's not a big plot twist every ten seconds or something like that. You know. Oh, Bane was behind it all. <gasps> you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> it's more of a you know a human story, a personal story, and it's done by an artist and a writer that's very expressive, very passionate about what he does. And I, I, I really make comics great. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people might find it slow. You might find it a little boring. Those so are slow I don't. Boring. Uh, <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if it's for everybody. But if you're looking for a a good, character-driven, well-drawn project, (laughs) a really creative new project, and a new way to look at the Harleen Quinzel character, it's really refreshing. It's really good. It's pretty human, I think. Mm. That's the biggest thing is it's human. It seems like somebody that would really exist. It doesn't seem like somebody that's just an out-of-this-world crazy chick, you know, like the movies tend to depict. But... uh, it's it's really good. I I highly recommend it so far. 
can can we somehow get him to completely rewrite the Birds of Prey movie that's coming out? <laughs> I don't know how he'd do as a TV movie writer, but he does damn good work as a comic book writer. I'm just excited about hearing about a, actually a good comic book. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, not having Harley Quinn being turned into this fucking yeah. slutty Halloween costume perpetually. Well, if you want to <laughs> see a really cool uh, retelling of Harley Quinn in a way, not retelling, but more of a different portrayal of Harley Quinn and the Harley Quinn character, mm-hmm. you should check out Batman White Knight. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's two seasons of it, basically. Um, and it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah right it was now, our favorite it's book uh, of going the year through a couple uh, years ago. Yeah, Batman Curse of the White Knight is the the sequel of miniseries that's out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want, uh, yeah, I won't spoil far- it for you. But there's there's some surprising things about the Harley Quinn character that's pretty cool. Yeah, if yeah. you want I mean, like a far a more yeah a far more down to earth uh, version of that character, mm-hmm. a far more honest version of that character yeah and it's cool how they kind of flip the script a little bit about halfway through it's really interesting Uh, oh yeah you know something else about harley quinn okay japan has been doing adult comic books successfully and without any cultural fuzz okay for a long time right yeah america's just behind on that shit i don't know if it's the puritan roots or just like maybe i think it's technology like honda and gm i think it's more about the mainstream yeah, because if you read like companies like Image, we always love Image. Like uh, they've kind of had a weak year this year, I would say. But overall, Image has always been the go-to if you want like more character-driven, hard-hitting, you know, honest storytelling. Yeah, that's not kept behind a filter of corporate America where you got to be you got to be careful. You don't want to offend too many yeah. people. You got to be poke, safe. You don't want to poke too many well, yeah. bears because yeah. it might become a problem. Comic books ain't supposed to be safe. They're supposed to be dangerous. They're, they're supposed to be daring. Yeah, and Image is that. I think Image mm. does an awesome job doing that. And I think, uh, to their credit, they do a lot of licensed material, but their stuff outside of the licensed material, I think IDW does a good job, too, in my yeah. personal opinion. Um, you know, yeah. Um, I guess you can I, give I Black will... Horse some credit, too. Yeah, Was it Black Horse? Dark Horse. Dark Horse. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Dark Horse. <laughs> uh, Their logo look. is a black horse. I don't know why. My brain misfired. Look, it's, yeah. as long as you didn't confuse them with Top Cow, you should be fine. Oh, <laughs> Top, Top Cow. Top cow. <laughs> wow. The Marvel, <laughs> Marvel beloved beast. <laughs> uh, yeah. The um, Image Comics. Uh, yeah, Mark Silvestri. The fathom and tomb raider and all those other comics that right. were so anyway uh just back to the, the the main point of this harleen really good book so far if you're into a character driven heavy dialogue book you know don't go into it thinking it's going to be a big action flick and you're just going to pop through it real quick and have a good time it's you know it's very intense very character driven very deep um expressive character work expressive art expressive writing human writing I would say more than anything. So I recommend it for anybody who thinks that might speak to them. Uh, if you're going in there looking for the kind of late, kind of smutty Harley Quinn <laughs> going around talking with her, you know, Brooklyn accent and playing uh, patty cake with criminals, you're you're probably not gonna, yeah, you're probably not gonna want to see this. But uh, if you want a more intelligent take on the Harley Quinn character, I highly recommend it. That's cool, and I think people really do want that, man. They don't want that fucking. Yeah, we're we're tired of the bullshit. bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Give give us some real shit. That's the Rambo effect. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is that I've been watching the first two episodes of the Witcher series that just premiered on Netflix. I heard about that. So I am very, very deep into the Witcher lore. I've read all the books. I love all the books. I've played. I books. I've played most of the games. Uh, yeah, the uh, Sepkowski. Yeah, Andrzej um, Sepkowski. He's basically the pride of Poland. Fun fact for you: When Obama went to Poland for the first time, they actually gave him a copy of the first book. Really? That was his welcome gift. Yeah. Wow. Because they're so proud like, of it. This is what Poland is doing. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's great. It's it's cool. really cool. Great writing. If you like kind of fantasy mantras Whoa. and you're into some badass storytelling uh, surrounding several very intriguing, cool, complex characters that aren't perfect, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, there's nobody is necessarily a good guy in any of these situations. And that's what they, I think, Sepkowski tries to illustrate through all of these books. You know, it's not necessarily good or evil, it's kind of a lesser of the two or try to walk down the middle if you can which one are you going to choose you know it's really interesting it's really fun uh kind of the game is yeah there, there's three books that are basically collections of short stories telling giving you kind of the background of all of these characters and then there's five books that are the actual novelization talking about the main story you wanted to tell and i personally think the short stories are way better mm-hmm. because it's more interesting it's more i don't know it's a little bit more lore heavy, whereas the the novel books are just kind of, fo- you know, Siri. She's fine as a character, but she's not the most interesting character to me. Like I, f- I feel like several of the side characters and Geralt himself is w- are way more interesting. And unfortunately, the novelization books they kind of focused almost exclusively on Siri, which kind of stinks. Um, yeah, and it's not that she's a terrible character. It's just that it's, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, and there's some it, things going on that you're like, I don't know if an old male can really understand how this young you know teenage female is feeling <laughs> in this context i don't know it's a weird dichotomy yeah it's it's good writing though it's fun great books but the uh show premiered starring henry cavill and uh you know he doesn't have the mustache thankfully uh <laughs> you know this is how he's earning money now that he's not superman even though they keep oh, trying I, I yeah. mean, he says he hasn't hung up the cape yet. Uh, he says that, but uh, <laughs> if anybody saw the ending of Shazam, I think otherwise. Hmm. Oh, I'm, I, the, there's more to talk about on that. Yeah. Um, but I got to say, I got mixed feelings about it. I think if you watch the show thinking that this is going to be the perfect entry point into the Witcher series for you, you're probably going to struggle, especially if you don't have somebody there to kind of keep you informed of the lore and keep things straight because they basically take a bunch of backstories for these characters and shotgun them at your face. And you don't really know that they're happening literally hundreds of years apart (laughs) because they don't tell you. And so I'm worried that they're just going to fuck this up because it's so convoluted. Again, it's eight episodes long. I'm only two episodes in. I'm worried that the directors are kind of screwing things up and it's it's really jarring and you can tell that there's different directors on each episode because the first episode is filmed almost exactly like the first Thor was where you have those really wonky sideways camera angles for every shot Dutch angles yeah. they're no awful. they're awful they're awful and they, they take you out of the experience almost immediately you know I'm not a you know professional director by any stretch of the imagination but it's just so jarring it's worse than shaky cam because it just looks 
bad. And it makes it like you can see every imperfection in their costumes because you're looking up their crotch and it's just, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make sense the way it was filmed. Can I uh, take a, a moment? Aside? Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you think the core appeal is for Witcher? I mean, I've played, yeah. I played Witcher 3 for a little while. I wasn't feeling it too much. I think I ended up slowing it back. But uh, had you read read any of the books or anything? No, no. Okay, so, so you were like starting know, like pretty late. You were starting. Yeah. You're literally starting on like a I fan fiction third story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got real, out. Yeah, yeah. And so, went to eat some fucking. Uh, yeah, I think pineapple if, daiquiri, whatever. Yeah, I think <laughs> if you play Witcher three and that's your only experience with The Witcher, mm-hmm. you know. It's a lot of side quests. It's really convoluted. Uh, there's a lot of distractions going Slow. on. Yeah, there's there's a really lot of history that's given like one or two lines at the yeah. very beginning of You're the game. You're not going to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's just the honest fact. Even if you played all three games, you might be familiar with the characters a little more, but right. you still don't really know the lore unless you like look through every one of those little books that they have laying around so, and so you what read do you them take all. From it? Like, what is the core appeal? It's just great character storytelling in the books, specifically. Now, okay. the games do a great job of telling character stories. The downside to the, the games is that if you don't know the lore of the books, you what might be you might be a little lost. He's a, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, like, the Again, games, uh, this is something that the books covers, but The Witcher himself, yeah. Witchers in general, they're basically kids that were kidnapped or taken or orphaned or whatever else some way somehow they found their way to their base called Karamoran, which is their kind of fortress for the traditional witchers and witchers were created by different human sects and sorcerers to try to counter all of the monsters, monsters that were right. appearing around the world they have this event in the far away past called the convergence uh, of signs and whatnot where what they call chaos which is just magic is released on the world and open to everybody. But the downside to this is it brought monsters and demons and beasts and all sorts of different specters and creatures into the world. And there really wasn't a counter to them. How was that? They, it's yeah. It's the convergence of the spheres is really it's some deep shit. Arbitrary, yeah. You really got to <laughs> right, you. Right. They don't really spell it out for you. You kind of got to pick up some context clues. It's really? yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, it's literally thousands of years ago. So yeah. you're talking you know, ancient history, and yeah. they, nobody really knows. But this so, is the world wait, we live why in. Why is it cool though? Because everything's about a character-driven storyline about this last one of the few last people of his kind, this artificially created, basically beast hunter. You know, he was created for the sole purpose of eradicating, you know, monsters, monsters and demons, yeah. and basically living in perpetual poverty and having no chance at a life. You know, I don't want to spoil things in case you do get into it because there's big storylines and plot points that you learn about the character. Is there another X-Men reference in here? <laughs> you could, I mean, there's... Maybe. There's uh, a lot of... explaining, like, living in poverty. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of marginalized peoples in these books, whether it's the gnomes, the dwarves, the elves, whatever. There's They're all facing their own struggles, and a lot of them are at the hands of the mainstream humans and you know yeah the empire skyrim well it's not really an empire it's like multiple empires that are always fighting with each other and the regular everyday people are getting caught in the crossfires skyrim and again the main theme of the witcher is that nobody is necessarily good 
Right. Everybody's right. kind of an asshole. They're all anti-heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like right. the, the the world is fucked up, and you better hope you're a little fucked up, otherwise you might not survive. Yeah. And I don't want to <laughs> get too that deep. Sounds in like uh, that sounds like life in the city. Man. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get too deep into it because I really want people that are interested to go read the books. And you, you know, there's three collections of short stories that I highly recommend you read first, and then you can read the novels in order. He um, has a he has a five step plan for you if you want to get into wiki. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's literally there. there's <laughs> literally wikis and stuff that you can look up real quick and it tells you what order to read everything in to be chronologically in order because mm. the short stories all come first even though they were released intermittently because he actually started writing these stories for a newspaper mm. when he was you know younger and wow. then people started collecting the short stories because they liked them so much. And then wow, he, he put them in book. newspaper. Yeah. And then he put wow. them in book collections. Can you imagine that? And that's how the. I imagine Polish people probably are still in with their lore. Yeah. Like and so he actually Germany started creating. Like yeah, 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 exactly. He start, so he started writing novels for his fans of the short stories. And so some of the novels actually come out before the short stories do in publication, even though the short stories were obviously written first for the newspapers. Right. So you got to read them in specific orders. You can't just go by the publishing date. So this is some deep shit. Yeah. But it's worth it. I, in my opinion, it's really worth it. It's really cool. The character, I mean, it's very adult-themed. You know, it's not like kids playing around. You know, everything's perfect in the end because, the you know, Disney says so. You know, <laughs> it's not that <laughs> sort of story. People are going to get good. fucked up. You know, shit's not going to work out. People you love are going to betray you. Game the, of Thrones. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's I, I think it's really excellent. Really excellent. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, the show... I don't think the show is quite as excellent. And I think it's because they're trying to do so much so quick. And it's clear that there's a little bit of budget constraints. And I think they're expecting a lot of the fans that are watching to actually have already been familiarized with a lot of the lore. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of assumptions are made. Yeah. I mean, literally the second episode. Any better managers on these fucking uh, movie shits, man. And I, shows. Yeah. <laughs> anything on the screen, they need better managers. Yeah. It's like people teams. people who care a little bit more about uh representing it properly and a little bit less about uh I don't know, the budget, the money, where's Man. the money coming now, in? Now, to be fair, Netflix has been shelling out money to everybody because they're trying to compete with Disney Plus now and they're worried because they just <laughs> they just lost all of their Disney content, yeah, including the Marvel shows and all that stuff that Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Netflix and everything. I think it has a future and everything, but I mean they needed to get some some real big superstars in their fucking team. If they want to compete with the likes of Disney. If you see this fucking Mandalorian know. shit, this shit looks like <laughs> fucking I think house photography, bro. Yeah. Every fucking frame, man. I want one of those fucking space trailers out in the middle of the motherfucking dust. <laughs> it's like high tech but low tech at the same time. It's almost like you walk into a Hansel and Gretel house made of aluminum. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I have to watch that. I, like I'll have to watch both of these shows because I'm, yeah. I'm feeling a little behind yeah. in the times right now. Well, yeah. I didn't I'll, see the, the new Star Wars, so but we all behind on something, right? <laughs> We got opinions, uh, but but at least you've seen. We'll, we'll save that for the review. <laughs> um, there's don't. <laughs> so back back to the Witcher. Just you know, if you're interested, I would ac- ask that you don't start with the show. Uh, just from my experience with the first two episodes, because you're gonna be completely lost, in my opinion. 
I don't think you're going to understand the context of everything. They basically give you the lore and like quick dialogue hits. And it's just, I mean, it's gone like that. And if you didn't catch it, you didn't catch it, you know, <laughs> and you're going to have no idea why they're doing this or what's going on, why these nations are at war and why this character is acting like this towards this character. And, you know, who, who is this in this context? I mean, the, the second episode is literally an entire backstory for a character that's like literally hundreds of years in the past. And you have no idea. <laughs> unless you know the God. lore because they don't tell you in the entire episode you know <sighs> meanwhile and it's it's skipping between different stories like in the books these would be independent stories that you'd read one after the other in the show they're trying to do like three stories per episode but so you're hopping from one story to the other to the other and none of them are during the same time periods they're all different time periods so it's huh it's really weird how they're doing it and i i think it's really incoherent i However, I think the the actors are doing awesome. Uh, I think Cavill is doing an amazing job. I think he's doing Geralt very well, uh, surprisingly. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a little too pretty for the character because the character is supposed to be kind of war-torn and torn up. And they do give him some scarring and stuff like that. But it's like, eh. It, yeah, it's like a, the acceptable scarring we, we for can't, Hollywood. We can't deny he's a he's a pretty dude with a big, very bold chin. You know, <laughs> his very striking face. You're probably not dude, gonna be able. Like to, dude, you're not gonna be able. <laughs> you're not gonna be able to. This shit. I don't even know his fucking name because I'm like I don't like my Superman. I don't like him. Period. Fuck yeah, him. I mean I like him in a, in a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> like the he's really harsh on Henry Cavill. He has a <laughs> maybe I'm jealous. <laughs> he has a spy movie based on a comic book it's like friends from uncle or something like that i forget what's uh, the called. man from uncle man from uncle thank you he's really good in that movie i really like that movie he was also in mission impossible yeah it's uh, the guy who like cocks his fists before he punches yeah i stopped <laughs> i stopped watching oh, yeah, mission, mission impossible, impossible. for yeah, like he was already in that one yeah, yeah. but uh he does a great job. Uh, the other actors and actresses do a great job. So really, the acting is not the problem. Uh, I, I think it's more the direction and the, the way they're telling these stories. If they if each episode was like one of these short stories that kind of explain the character, like, oh, this is your introduction to Geralt and how he got the name, you know, uh, Geralt of Rivia. And this is the story of why he's called the Butcher of Blaviken, you know. And then you go to the second episode and it introduces, you know, Yennefer. It's like, all right, this is the background story for Yennefer, and this is why she is the way she is, and this is why, uh, you know, this is how the sources work. Sorceress? Sorceresses? Something like that. <laughs> but how they work and how they kind of rival with male sorcerers, and now there's this weird dichotomy between them and the royal families for all of these different nations. And yeah, yeah. And if they focused it, it would be really good, but they don't focus on anything. You know, they introduce Dandelion, and he's almost like a throwaway character because <laughs> the Yennefer portion is taking up like the entire episode. And as it should, because it's the most character-driven of the episodes. But, you know, if I, I don't even think they say Dandelion's name. I think he's just some bard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, I don't know. It, which is sad, because he's, like, the best character in the series. So. He is, hands down. Uh, he's so much fun to read. <laughs> yeah, so I, I highly recommend that you read the books or, you know, at least dip your foot in the games so you can kind of get the lore before you watch the the show because it does not explain it does not hold your hand at all and like i said the direction from episode one to episode two episode two was much better as far as the director goes like camera shots were very clear concise told the story well characters were in the right spot 
saying the right things, delivering the lines the way you expect in the situation at hand. First episode, not as much. Like the characters were kind of weirdly placed and were delivering the lines very awkwardly, and the camera angles were all wonky and didn't make sense. And there's kind of some bad costume work going on. Um, so, yeah, first episode's kind of rough. Second episode, much much better. But again, you're going to be lost if you have no idea what's going on. Uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing what you think. Uh, several more episodes in. Yeah, I'm going to finish the series because I love the the Witcher series, and they've already announced they're doing a second season. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But it's it's already um, doing well. It was a rough start. It was a rough start, and it's getting kind of mixed reviews, and I can understand why. Yeah, you know? I think we all just kind of like fell into this well of passion that he has for Witcher. It was just like <laughs> fucking vortex and shit. His explanation was just like so fucking intense. Yeah, I, uh, love, I love the Witcher series. That's a good thing, yeah, though, man. That's a great explanation, man. I'm a fucking nerd. That's yeah, that's the whole point of this. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, the passion was there. That's what's up, man. I mean, <laughs> that's good shit. Yeah. yeah, how he feels for the Witcher, I feel for uh, a similar character that uh, doesn't get nearly as much play. Um, Elric of Melnabonet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Is that that, from no, no, it's a comic book series. The, oh. It's a comic book series that was also uh, a series of stories that were also told, like originally as publications in uh, a newspaper. Um, there's a lot of similarities between the two of them. Them both being, you know, albino spell swords, um, having to deal with, uh, you know killing fantastical creatures being like something akin or close to bounty hunter um albino spell swords yeah spell swords spell swords uh, yes wow. as in like they they're swordsmen that cast magic damn yeah wow uh, there's some similarities some differences uh, personally i like elric better just because he's so much like he his origin is so much more deeply entrenched in just being the worst fucking person imaginable. Really? Uh, he starts out as a philosopher king for uh, a race of people that have given all the way into hedonism Hot. and have uh, relegated themselves to one island because there's two powerful and too pure to deal with the outside savages the outside savages being more akin to the kind of uh characters that you read in like maybe like a conan uh comic book oh pretty medieval um there's a a lot of uh treachery uh epic magic uh being a dragon writer. Um, writing? Writing a dragon? Yeah. Um, also, because of his nature as an albino, uh, he, in contrast to his people, he was also fairly weak and thus was uh, maintained on potions that originally were just derived from the blood of uh, willing sacrifices. Willing. Yeah, he had to get into herbalism the, the minute he was exiled from his own kingdom. Really? Yeah. Wow. But yeah, he's he's a bastard. He he's a 
uh, like he tries to be better, but he very often slips back into being just the worst. Really? <laughs> yeah. But that's just the the beginning of his tale. Wow. Yeah. Um, there are bande dessinée or French comics that uh, have been translated into English that you can pick up. Uh, I think those are published by Titan, if you're interested in looking into any of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, the artwork is fantastic. Really? And the storytelling is superb. And I have never been nice delivery there. <laughs> yeah, I have never been more uh, interested in a story where uh, a long-haired albino weirdo is trying to survive while listening to a sword enchanted by a god that keeps telling him to kill people, or it's going to kill him next. Sounds like Michael Jackson's story on oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say analogies uh, coming out today, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's some suspect analogies happening. Long-haired albino weirdo, <laughs> and he does bad God things, but he tries to be a better man. <laughs> the man in the mirror. Oh my God! I'm asking him to change his ways. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> when I was reading it, I never thought of Michael Jackson. <laughs> But now that you said it, it's like uh, there there are some definite things that differentiate this character from him. But the the basic uh, albino who story of an albino man who's trying to you know keep himself alive. But I, and I don't yeah. have a problem with the story of a, a evil Michael Jackson. I mean, I don't think nobody's <laughs> ever done that before. An evil, An Michael, evil Michael Jackson. Jackson. Like, what okay, here's the thing that uh, a lot of people are magic. afraid of is... Uh, knows magic. You know Michael Jackson knew magic and shit, right? <laughs> uh, you can't what, get on the stage and do shit like that what, if you don't know magic, right? What we're afraid of is coming to the realization is that uh, the story of an evil Michael Jackson is just the story of Michael Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, that is the I mean, that is the honest concern. <laughs> if you make it fantastical, where he actually has real magic and all that shit, and he's moonwalking and all that, I don't know. Uh, an evil Michael Jackson might, might have boy. some motherfucking mm. like. Yeah, he might just, have some fucking legs. You know what I mean? Want some porn in my basement, little boy? Mm. <sighs> no, that, that's terrible. Hey, man, it allegedly happened. I don't think he did it. I don't think he did it because that. Courts keep laughing that case uh, out of the courtroom because there's like because little to no evidence. Paid, now, because dude, he paid settlements weird? in every single case. Oh, uh, that's so. the difference between the civil the civil case versus the criminal. Mm, I like, wonder. Is like <laughs> you, you can go back here. and look and at what what's been filed. All right, let me I mean, put it this way: Why is a middle aged man inviting little children to his house for sleepovers, independent of any of his own children? I, that's, I will counter. I will counter that with why are these adults allowing their children? Because they're st- seeking a lawsuit, <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Jackson is giving it to them. Man, like the, fucking Captain the, Ahab with the fucking harpoon. Because the, <laughs> they're terrible <laughs> fucking parents. That's why. Uh, it, yes. These are it's terrible. A, it's a collaboration of a lot of motherfuckers. You know yeah, what I mean? is it people being terrible? Logic, you can't, we we cannot understand rich people. I logic. mean, we look at the the fucking Epstein cases and stuff. Like you know, so did you, see how fucking, you wonder uh, how deep Weinstein that goes. Off, 
You see how Weinstein got off? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't, wanna, I don't Yo, know if I want to know. His fucking insurance company paid for all the motherfucking fees that he paid all these people off with. Einstein's a fucking boss. I mean, I said Einstein. Weinstein's a fucking boss, bro. Uh, yeah, he Man. definitely I mean, okay, insured he's, he's, himself. He's a, he's a crime boss, okay? But he's a boss. You know what I'm saying? He's an evil boss. You uh, know what I mean? He he's a fucking kingpin. It hurts. You know, magic exists, kids. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's called money. It's called money. <laughs> you can make anything happen. <laughs> you can make shit disappear. Yeah. <laughs> you just you make shit appear. Just reach the right number, and all of your dreams will come true. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a fucking cauldron. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Or a wand or anything. <sighs> On an especially dark episode of Hit the Books podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've embraced the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool, though. And with that, let's get into the news. First right. up on the news, we got the new Wonder Woman 1984 trailer, which is due out June 5th, 2020. Did you guys see it? I uh, saw the trailer, and I wonder what war they're going to completely deny this time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there shouldn't be any war because, as we know from the first movie, war never happened again. <laughs> like, I get it. Uh, once Wonder Woman shows up, people kind of don't want to go to war. But oh yeah, denying we're, World War Two Nazis anymore. <sighs> denying so World annoying. War Two is a like that. That's a bridge too far. It's a bold like, move. I wanted world domination, but she's fine. Now, <laughs> now to be fair, <laughs> we both. I think we can both agree we like the movie for two acts of it. Yep, for two acts that was a nine or eight movie. Yeah, and then the last act was just dumb. <sighs> the last <laughs> act destroys the rest of the movie. Yeah. Oh. She was fine in the movie too. Yeah. The co- the, yeah. yeah Costume was on point. Uh, representation of the character was on point. She it, was a little feisty too, though. She wasn't like no fucking plastic two-dimensionalized bitch. Like, uh, well, my like, problem, my problem that was that every single other Amazon woman was a fucking badass, and she was not. <laughs> right. I, that that will always be the problem is that like, every other jacked. Amazonian they looks way jacked. more like they should be Wonder they were Woman. All playing badasses, but, but she was just like, oh, I, I like She's peace like and innocence. Made it out the hood, though. Everybody from the hood gotta be harder than. <laughs> <laughs> She's the refined one and shit. She's <gasps> the hood and shit, but she's like... <laughs> I mean, according to this lore... She, yeah, you're uh, you're not wrong. According to this lore, she's <laughs> like, like hundreds she, of years old, so it, she's been in the hood for a while. Yeah, she she's gifted by the gods. There you go. She doesn't need to be jacked. The the world has to conform to her. She has not met a challenge yet. She's like that motherfucking criminal leader who, like, there's these other, like, six-foot-eight guys standing around, but, like... He's not afraid of any of them and shit. This is like, if they're afraid of him, what, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, by that reasoning, I can kind of understand it's like Wonder Tom Woman. Cruise in every movie he's ever been in. Uh, <laughs> like five yeah. foot six. Hey! <laughs> you know, Fear me! The, the last boss always had, because there's you know, the last boss in video games and movies, all this shit. Yeah. He's always a regular looking dude, right? But he has these bodyguards that are always fucking huge, like Rocksteady and Bebop type shit, right? Yeah, and then the, the final boss who doesn't look that big put, pulls out some fucking wild shit. Yeah. Like he <laughs> yeah. Loose I love the CG jacked like... body from the flashback, too, with the, the oh. bowler hat and the mustache. Oh, and... no. <laughs> Oh, I was so I stupid. <laughs> the main villain's the British guy. 
And you know, spoiler alert for a movie that's like three years old now. But yeah, yeah, uh, the the guy who uh, was hiding in the midst of the the British intelligence yeah. uh, turns out that he was actually the uh, Greco Roman god War. Uh, and he, for some reason, thought it was a good idea to keep that stupid fucking mustache. Yeah. So he, <laughs> so the the British look wasn't a guy's. That's how he looked in ancient Greece too, with a perfectly <laughs> trimmed mustache and just jacked. Because we're not yeah. shaving David Thewlis. We're not shaving him. It was so weird. It was just, you know, <laughs> it, did, are weird. it didn't hurt the movie, but it was just Our weird. Mustache is weird. Like, it, think about it, Hitler's mustache, and you got porn mustaches. Yeah. You got a fucking uh, Joe Dirt mustaches. Yeah. You got I, Ron I'm, Swanson mustaches, though, and those kind of redeem everything. We're still trying Ron to... Er, yeah, uh, Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Rec. Oh, I, I don't, I'm not uh, uh, Parks and Rec is uh, basically a different kind of, like, The Office type show. The Office, but government version. Yeah. Oh. Small government version. Yeah, well, <laughs> local government mustaches version. Mustaches not connected to bears and shit. I mean, mustaches by themselves, they do carry a lot of implications. You got Magnum P.I., you got fucking Ned Flanders. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ned <laughs> like Flanders. Just like wearing nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> I don't know if you had any particular thoughts about the trailer, but I I thought it was fine. I was kind of underwhelmed. I, I, I'm excited to see Chris Pine again because I thought Chris Pine kind of carried the first movie. I think it's weird that I, like, in a movie called Wonder Woman, Mm -hmm. why am I looking forward to Steve fucking Trevor so goddamn much? Yeah, and I'm kind of interested if any of the crew from the original squad in the first movie make an appearance, you know, elderly, obviously, but (laughs) it'd be cool if they made, like, a small appearance, you know, in the retirement home, and they see Trevor again, they're like, (laughs) fuck! And then they have a heart attack. We thought you died! Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. I think it's kind of cool the way they're playing it. I don't know how I feel about you know Chitara and As the actress. Kristen Wiig. Yeah, I don't know. Chitara, like Thundercats? No, no. <laughs> well, they, they call her Cheetah, but you know it's same, you, same, yeah. same thing. Basic they idea. They interchange the name. Yeah. Uh. Because the lady turns into a cat lady. She's a goddess of the hunt, and she basically occupies a human woman, and it's it's convoluted and silly. It's comics. She's the goddess Minerva. Minerva? Yeah. It's comics. Yeah. So she turns into Minerva a... Minerva wasn't like that kind of goddess, though, was she? Oh, she was the hunt, goddess of the hunt. Huh? Yeah. yeah. She uh, kill, She becomes a crazy cat lady that wants to kill everybody and hunt Wonder Woman. Yeah, Minerva, a.k.a. Athena, a.k.a. hunt goddess. Yeah. So it's... I don't know. local lazy, crazy cat lady, guys. I feel like... crazy cat ladies. I feel like Cheetah's going to be completely the wrong character to be in this movie at all. I don't see why she's in it. If the plot circulates around Steve Trevor and what Wonder Woman has to do to bring him back. And whoever this wish-granting guy is. Why is Kristen Wiig in here acting awkward and just kind of... Eh. Removing the respectability of the movie a little bit? Yeah, I, I think so far I'm getting an eh vibe to this movie. Yeah, I think they're trying to cash in on the 80s nostalgia, too, and it's a little too late. I think the 80s nostalgia period passed. It is passing. I think, passing. I think really you know, sad. I mean, once Stranger Things hit its fourth weird. season, I think we finally just gave up on it. Yeah. It's still, there's, so, there's still so much more to that era that needs to be unearthed. Like, <laughs> it's really not there. We have, we have early 80s, we have mid-80s, we have late 80s. 
I mean, we have the I part of the, the '90s that thought it was the '80s. I find the I find the '80s so uninteresting compared to other eras, though. Like the '70s and '60s are so much more interesting. Blasphemy. <laughs> That's what I think. I think everything in the '80s was so artificial and boxy and just fake. Well, well it, it, it was that was style. Like that was the it was style like, decade. Yeah, yeah. man. I don't it was like, like it. You took all that shit that was from back at that time, yeah. and this is when it all peaked, man. This is when they, they learned how to use synthesizers. This is when they uh, fucking had uh, don't remind me. Fucking, uh, 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 what is it? Silver pants and shit, and fucking you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it was light the, shows they, or something. It was the know. era of excess and drugs and hilarious well, things. Well, guess what? There was excess and drugs in the sixties and seventies too. A lot you more, know? Actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, this is this was the peak. This was the refinement. This was like the 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 pinnacle. I mean, uh, of all that shit, all the shit that came from seventies and eighties. This shit was all refined through a funnel, and at the '80s pinnacle, it just was like shining in the in the sky. Like uh, just, I don't know about that one. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call it shining. Just, yeah. Then in the 2000s, it was just uh, like I wouldn't call the Reagan years shining necessarily. They, I mean, yeah. The shit that was going on '80s was cars are hideous. Yeah. The clothes are hideous. <laughs> the colors are hideous. That's my the shit. homes are hideous. No, no. <laughs> the shows yeah, sucked. Hey. Hey, the you take that the back. Animation sucked. The greatest uh, American oh, hero came out of that decade. Don't you oh, dare! The greatest American hero, the fucking the A Team, you know, and uh, <laughs> talking about the eighties. <laughs> yeah, getting a little heated over here. Yeah. <laughs> I was born during the eighties. Okay, that's great. You know. Uh oh. I was born uh, in ninety, so you know it's fine. Just doesn't understand, bro. It's fine. Hey, it's okay, man. He, he has I don't, I'm not walking around saying the 90s is the greatest era ever just because I was born in it. That's because you couldn't make that argument, dude. <laughs> Please, I had, I had the Clintons. There, there's, oh. no, there's no facts to back it up, bro. Clinton versus Reagan. I'll take Clinton. Thanks. Well, I mean, some shit was going Come on, on in the government. In the there's 80s, always shit going on. Uh, I mean, okay. You, you yeah, the crack the epidemic. The that was great. That was great fun in the it 80s. Woo. The 90s, though. Okay, yeah. The 90s had the crime bill. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. Reagan made those laws in the 80s, and then the shit culminated in the 90s. But during the 80s, that shit wasn't going on. Yeah. You know what uh, the greatest thing that came out of the 80s was, besides AIDS? myself? The 90s. <laughs> besides myself. Yes, the 90s came out of the fucking 80s, dude. You don't get so, one without the you're other. You're not helping your argument. No fucking 90s, you're not bro. making your argument any better. Uh, so he's saying, if you you're saying the, the 90s, 90s, which were better than the 80s, are the result of the 80s. Nobody so the 80s are better, clearly better. But they said they were dependent that makes upon no each sense. other. The 80s sucked. Oh, I wish how I dare you? The 70s. All the opinions of his that I liked, and he goes ahead and ruins it with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It, it takes the 80s so personally. Oh, God. Uh, okay, on on to the next one. <laughs> I'm sure this next bit of news won't incite so much love for the 80s well, that you gonna, can't stand. There's definitely, well, this one might be a little bit nicer. Might the one, be. The one after, not so much. Uh, next on the news, we had the uh, Harley Quinn trailer, and the show is actually out now. It premiered on November 29th on the DC Universe app. Mm. It is the animated Harley Quinn show, which I was like, great. More Harley Quinn shit that I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> and it's going to be animated. It's going to be awful because it's on a DC Universe budget. And, well, well it actually looks kind of cool. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny. So it, it seems like a very adult comedy is the direction they went. <laughs> I am and way more about that. To. They'd have to. I mean, there's... 
Well, they could have played it down and made it kitty friendly and just oh, made that. it stupid. Not with, not with Arlene, but, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that, it seems like like she calls Wonder Woman a cunt in the trailer, which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, they fucking go all out. Something like that, bro. I mean, she's like uh, female Deadpool. But uh, <laughs> I haven't watched any of it because I refuse to buy the right. app until they save Constantine. Hashtag save Constantine. Uh, the, the DC Universe uh, does have the 13 episodes of Constantine on it now. So but it's the old show. It's the show that's already been made that they gave up right. on. Right. Which means you need to watch it to show them that that's what you want. No. No. We don't. <laughs> we don't haggle with fucking terrorists. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Who, this who is a business. This is a business. You get. DC. You have to vote with your money and your viewership. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I really don't, though. So I'm paying for Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and all this other bullshit. If you got three shows, Titans, uh, oh, I guess you got Swamp Thing, although you canceled half of it. You got Titans, you got, uh, what was it, uh, the Harley Quinn show, obviously, and you canceled Swamp Thing before it was even finished and didn't let them make all the episodes, so that's kind of not out. Um, Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol. Brendan Fraser might be worth it. Uh, I'll admit that. <laughs> but now they're putting it on HBO, so it's like, what's the f- what's the fucking point now? Uh, I think Fraser. season two is going to HBO. I'm sorry. Does Fraser have any appeal left at all? I don't know. I mean, he's kind of fat and sad, which kind of depresses me. But I yeah. still love Brendan Fraser. But, yeah, but now he's fat, know, he sad, and dramatic. He was in, he was in, is he dramatic? I, I mean, in Doom Patrol, uh, from what I've seen, he definitely is. I haven't seen the shit, but exactly, I no I one has, that, uh, because no one's gonna pay eight bucks a month for another app that has four shows, <laughs> one of which isn't finished. They're slowly adding shows to it. Slowly, uh, key y- term. Young Justice Outsiders got their season three on that. They're fucking it up, bro. It's like buying the N sixty four when it came out in ninety six for full price and getting two games. It's like it's like it's like it's like harsh realism. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't like the tone it's taking, but I mean, I can't deny the logic. So, <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? Now, if it was a WB app and it had all the WB properties on there, then it might be worth it. Because Disney, Disney won in that case. That's that's mm. a lot of content, but just DC. You know, as much as I love DC, it's, you know, <laughs> obviously I'm the fanboy here. You, you are. Bro, it's not fucking bell with that one, bro. It's just not mm. worth it to me. Like maybe if you can get get I'm the free. Say, I'm not saying it. At the, the body of work. The, also, isn't worth also it comics are all, already on that app now. It's like they've they've had the comics. I have other comics. <laughs> 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 I have the boxes and boxes of them over there. Harsh I, realism. How am I the Marvel guy trying to pitch a? An app specifically for your favorite university. I think because you are so pissed at Marvel, you're just <laughs> sabotaging the brand at this point. What, you, you can't deny it. I mean, um, speaking of sabotaging the brand, next item of the news: the Birds of Prey trailer uh, also came out, <laughs> and the was it Glor- Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn or whatever? Yep. Fucking retarded. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, come out, coming out on February 7th, 2020, and recently announced it's going to be R-rated. So clearly, the success of Joker gave them the green light to make this R-rated. However, what's the fucking point? Because nobody's asking for this. You know, Suicide Squad is possibly one of the worst movies of all time, if not the worst movie of all time. I mean, uh, <laughs> let's just leave that out of all conversations, future, past, and present. It's just—I wish it didn't exist. Let's pretend it doesn't. It's so bad. 
Okay, it's horrible. I was trying to pretend it didn't exist, <laughs> and then Emery's ass bought it for me for Christmas a few years ago, and which obligated me to watch it finally. And I knew it was gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> you kept trying to like live in blissful ignorance. I really was saying that it's an Oscar-winning movie. It won an Oscar. It did for hair and uh, set design. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just fucking <laughs> but they have this new trailer. I don't know what you felt about it. I was like, well, it looks as bad as I think it's gonna be, and it, it, I really have nothing more to say about that because I don't want anybody to see it. It it looks like uh, Suicide Squad Part Two, and that's before even getting to the realization that there's another Suicide Squad movie yeah, coming with out with new actors playing the characters. Uh, it, it, Thanks, James Gunn. I mean, that's cool and all, but uh, why don't we just reboot this fucking universe? Because it's not working. You know, <laughs> Joker just made a billion dollars without a premiering in China. So big shout out to Cornell. Uh, unfortunately, he had to run because of uh, work restrictions. He had to get get going so he could get some sleep tonight. Um, but big thank you to him, and be sure to check out the book he mentioned uh, there on Amazon, I believe he said. Right? Uh, yes, yeah. uh, it was the, uh, the War of 1812. War of 1812. Uh, Battle for Lake Erie. Yes. Yeah. So be sure to check that out if you would. Um, but anyway, we'll get back into the news here. All right. uh, last we talked about, uh, Birds Prey and the trailer. Looks bad to me. Looks bad to me. I don't think we need to say anything else on that. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker is out. It's the probably the latest nerd release that's been released here in the Christmas season. Um, it came out on December twentieth, uh, twenty nineteen. I haven't seen it yet because, uh, quite honestly, Ryan Johnson kind of ruined Star Wars for me, and I, I just really don't have any desire to see any more Star Wars products for the near future because of that, but I'm sure I'll have to see this at some point so we can review it properly. Emery saw it. Can you give us our, your spoiler-free impressions? Would you like to sit in a theater and think exactly one word for two and a half hours straight? That one word being convenient. <laughs> ringing endorsement <laughs> now here's the thing I think J.J. Abrams is a great director I really respect J.J. Abrams J.J. Abrams obviously did The Force Awakens and I think he did a great job You know, it was predictable, it was kind of repeating history but I think he did a great job because he made Finn a really interesting character, he made Rey kind of an interesting character, he made a guy that wasn't even supposed to be a main character, Poe Dameron he made him really interesting that's a, what a good director does I think Ryan Johnson coming in in the middle of that, writing his own script and his own story because they didn't plan anything out ahead of time. They're dedicated to a trilogy, and they're just going to improvise along the way. I think Ryan Johnson really fucked the series over. I think he kind of fucked up a lot of the lore, not unlike George Lucas did with the prequels You know, for a lot of people. Uh, although I, I personally think Ryan Johnson did something worse, <laughs> which is he made, he made not only the lore irrelevant but he made everything just a huge plot hole just everything that's ha ever happened in star wars lore is just completely ruined by the things that happen in the last jedi so yeah the last jedi was a very pretty very messy nothing burger of a movie yeah 
I mean, where most of it was spent watching uh, space vehicles run out of gas. <laughs> one person. <laughs> I mean, obviously they're tongue in cheek joking a little bit here, but one person I saw on a recent thread, a fan thread uh, for. It's called for the podcast beyond from IGN thread. If mm-hmm. anybody's familiar, they always post all sorts of nerd stuff. But uh, one guy jokingly put on there watching The Last Jedi was like watching the OJ Simpson chase. Just one long, <laughs> slow, boring chase with the police. And then I put in the comments, yeah, it's like that. But then he put a brick on the gas pedal walked away from the car chase, went to the casino for an hour and a half, and then walked back, <laughs> got back in the car, and finished the car chase. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so nonsensical, and yeah, I, I feel bad for J.J. Abrams because they're pulling him in to basically save it. And I, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say yay or nay, but I feel like he was given an impossible job and an impossible mission to try to backtrack or if not fix the things that ryan johnson fucked up and i'm kind of glad that it looks like the ryan johnson trilogy isn't going to happen because quite frankly he doesn't deserve it uh here's the thing with rise of skywalker um almost everything you've heard that was a spoiler it's true what people haven't told you is that part that I just said earlier about spending two and a half hours thinking one word convenient. Um, All of the spoilers that you've heard, convenience is how we get from spoiled point to spoiled point. (laughs) Everything is done and said for the sake of convenience, trying to show you something a little pretty, and moving on to the movie that we thought we really wanted to make up until we realized that we had to reshoot the ending several times because, well, the the ideas that we had for the ending, if they're true, somehow managed to be even worse than what was delivered here. Wow. I've heard, and at this point now completely believe, that there were original screenings of this movie where the end, the original ending literally made people who were paid to watch this get up and leave. Yeah, I've heard I've heard quite And a, that was before they had yeah. to bring in George Lucas to help them try to fix this train wreck. Yeah, it's again, Ryan Johnson gave them an impossible task to to have to work with you know there was just no way they could win there's just no way unless they just Uh, completely ignored the eighth movie there's no way that they could win in this situation uh, and uh, from the sounds of it they really doubled down on not winning oh uh not here's the thing they doubled down on not winning weirdly enough by doing the thing that you just said Acting as though, in a lot of ways, that episode eight didn't happen. Wow. Bold move, Cotton. (laughs) (laughs) Not only did they manage to overlook, or in some ways completely undo what happened in episode eight, what happens in episode nine, which I'm assuming at this point was J.J. Abrams' original direction and overall trajectory for this entire story, 
it was still stupid. It was still so stupid to the point of, I mean, there's convenience. And then there's literally trying to input video game logic into a story that uh, I I think I've just come to the conclusion that maybe we need more than a couple of years to make these movies since, you know, Star Wars isn't Marvel. We don't have, like, decades worth of previously existing material that we could draw from. Yeah, no doubt. Or did we? Well, you know... <laughs> If you if you use the expanded universe, you know, then everybody would already know what's going to happen. So throw it in the garbage <laughs> and let three separate writers figure it out. Three separate writers: J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and J.J. Abrams again. What happened to Colin Trevorrow? Did he see what was happening and say, yeah, no, nah, I, I, no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just weird because I felt like The Force Awakens gave fans so much hope that we had these new, really cool, really interesting characters. And then we just shat on them with the next movie. And now the third movie I'm hearing just nothing good. I mean, there's a handful of people in Review Land saying, oh, it's Star Wars. It's the most Star Wars, Star Wars of all things. And you, you know how Kevin Smith is. Yeah. Kevin Smith says nothing negative about anything. He's a yes man. He loves Suicide Squad. He's I mean, a, come he's on. He's a yes man <laughs> top to goddamn bottom. I love Kevin Smith, but he doesn't like, have discerning taste. Right. It was that like, or he just doesn't want to upset his Hollywood buddies, which yeah, I understand as well. Yeah. When like you're I, getting backstage access to the most exclusive products in the world, I get it. I like Kevin Smith's work. His critique, on the other hand, is barely even that. Yeah. And... I mean, even his counterpart, Mark Bernardin, sometimes, you know, on Fat Man on Batman, if you're not familiar. Yeah. Even that stuff, I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure, man? I don't, I don't uh, know if I his, see it that way. They're, they're, and I do see him as far a far more discerning taste than yeah, Kevin e Smith. But. Even his far more discerning taste tends to toe the line. Yeah, and I think it's, again, it's, you know, his profession is that he's a reviewer for a newspaper. So yeah, you can imagine how much pressure he's under to not insult certain companies and certain people. Right, because th they're all... You know, I don't know this for certain. You know, I'm not attacking his credibility or anything, but... Because they're uh, super sensitive out there, apparently. You would wonder, yeah, because there have been cases where Disney in particular has caused people to get fired and blacklisted because they couldn't basically interview for any of the movies or review any of the movies or get the pre-screenings for any of the movies that they needed to do to get their job. That so. is at the beginning of an entire discussion about the perils of access media mm -hmm. that I could spend hours talking about. But So, bottom line, bottom, would, would bo you recommend people see this movie? Never. Wow. I would recommend, for the sake of not even getting caught up in this uh, toilet swirl of bullshit, I would say don't even introduce episode seven to your children. Don't get, don't do it. Don't get them invested. Don't even get them invested it's in this the shit. It's the gateway drug. It's like it just sure, keep, sure. Keep it's it fun. It's great. Everybody likes it, but then you get to episode eight. 
And by episode nine, you're lighting in the gutter, sucking dicks on the corner. Any movie that makes me think, wow, episode one really wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Any movie that manages to make me feel like that, wow, get unfucked up. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a spoiler for our review because I don't want to see the movie. But what would be your score out of 10? <laughs> well, I'm just curious if it's lower than Miss Marvel for you. Or Captain Marvel, excuse me. Um, and I didn't think Captain Marvel was that bad, but boy, does Emery hate that movie. <laughs> okay, on an infinity, like, Mobius strip, if there was any way to uh, basically approach the origin point and pass zero into the negative and just... Never stop going backward. It's a. This is a wormhole of suck. Wow, this, this, a wormhole of suck. That's a it, great term. Now, mind you, this is a very pretty movie. This is a very well choreographed movie. But there isn't enough well choreographed fight scenes with lightsabers. Or choreographed chases through the desert with uh, people just now just having jetpacks because apparently we can't end a trilogy in a fucking Star Wars without someone in a fucking jetpack. Uh, we, we just... <sighs> when you have all of this pretty shit and you still can't get me to suspend my disbelief or make me think, huh, you're just... We're just trying to move it along at breakneck pace, and we're just adding a bunch of shit uh, apropos of nothing. And just trying to just slather it on, just slather on all of these. It's like, ooh, look at this new thing. Ooh, look at this new thing. Ooh, look at what this person can do now with absolutely no training or forethought to even be capable of doing that at all. Wow. Yeah, your review is pretty consistent with what I've been hearing from a lot of people I respect and listen to. So that bums me out, but uh, yeah. Your eyes will be I'm dazzled, but your mind... Your mind will be gently lulled to sleep into made to never really think of anything Star Wars related ever again. Yeah, it's sad. I, I, it's like, know, at least according to Cornell's opinion and uh, my co-host from the other show, Hit the Mats podcast, Dan Maloney, uh, they really like The Mandalorian, so at least they got that going for them, Star Wars fans. Um, <laughs> good luck. Uh, it, good for them. It's like, hey, uh, there's a really good game out, uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. You can also check that out. Uh, the main character is literally the guy who played one of, I think, three different Jokers in the Gotham TV series. Um, if you're into playing a game that's basically Jedi Sekiro, where you have to dodge and parry all the time, play that game. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you're into, from what I keep hearing, is some kind of uh, good, bad, and the ugly, but with a baby Yoda, where it's like you're, you know lugging around a baby and uh from what i hear the mandalorian might be for you if that's your thing right but uh if you were looking for any kind of uh satisfying conclusion to um star wars or an entire 
series of movies that had one of the greatest villains of all time, Darth Vader, in it. It's a conclusion. And may we never, ever go back there ever again. Man. What's that now? So let's see. How many of the movies are good or great? So I'd say Empire, New Hope, Rogue One, Force Awakens. Four out of nine movies? Well, I would say three. Because there's Solo and Rogue One, so... I would say four out of 11 movies. I, I haven't seen the new one yet, so I probably shouldn't make an opinion about that. But I haven't heard anything that makes me think that I'll like it. So Right. Uh, I think you and I are still split on The Force Awakens. But That's fair. Yeah. Uh, that, I, I just that, like the character work so much, you yeah. know. I, I mean, that's I, reasonable. I, I, I didn't like Rey in uh, Last Jedi. Because I thought no, nothing she did made sense, and nothing her character does makes sense. And Finn, I love, I fucking love Finn and Rey, both in Force Awakens. I love Poe in Force Awakens. I think the characters oh. that don't really shine are the old characters, you know, Han and Chewie and uh, Leia. But so, so you like Finn and Rey, huh? Yeah, I hear good things don't happen. <laughs> I, I I hear that they kind of forget Finn's even a thing, which is what the Last Jedi did, which is why they sent him on a side quest for an hour and a half. Yep, it's almost like we had this character that had some potential, and it's like no, nah, there's just remember there's the, the first movie when they made it seem like Finn was going to be the main character through the new trilogy, like he was kind of the forefront of all the trailers. I would say, and this is me lumping together The Force Awakens with The Last Jedi, that was just the beginning of expectations being subverted. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's move on to the next topic because we're getting depressed. Mm. We're getting sad and grumpy. Dark times. Space is dark, man. Uh, next up, we got the uh, first look at the Black Widow trailer. Uh, movie due out May 1st, 2020, uh, just a little bit before the Wonder Woman 1984. So we got uh, kind of the two big women of the Marvel and DC Cinematic Universes going head-to-head pretty close there. We'll see how that works out. What do you think of the trailer? Too little, too late. I don't care. The, the, the point in which this movie should have come out is literally the point where Captain Marvel did come out. They had, like, uh, for a story taking place between Civil War and Infinity War, that was the real estate that Black Widow should have gotten. And now that I see it, it's like, oh, look, he's fat Captain Russia, I guess. Like, oh, look, there's there's more people from the widow. Like, oh, like I I guess that's Taskmaster. Uh this is great. We got Fine. depressing David Harbour. It is fi- fi- wonderful. Captain Russia man. Ca- <laughs> Captain Russia man. It's like he's gotten fat. He's gotten fat and Rachel uh, I, Weiss goes out th- of her way to say it. I did think it was funny that we had controversy because it was fat shaming. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh I my fucking God. hate America. <laughs> uh, it's so stupid. <laughs> uh, 
I was literally an infantryman in the American army. And I fucking hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> America sucks. Ugh. You can't just let anything exist. It, you just gotta n- make everything into a controversy. It con- it's like we're chasing after purity that is literally unattainable. Whatever. And, uh, yeah, Captain Russia got fat. It's almost like he's probably been doing absolutely nothing since the maybe one time he got used in whatever fucking super soldier program they had. Yeah. It's it's Black Widow. Black Widow at a time, like, taking place during a time when uh, the time for that story has already passed. Yeah. And it's already about a story that... I give less than two shits about because the one that we're all wondering is Hawkeye, Black Widow, Budapest. Budapest. What the fuck? That's what I thought the movie was going to be and probably should have been. But nope, we're getting five years, everyone's dead, story, side story about old depressing Captain Russia. And Taskmaster, I guess because it doesn't really look like taskmaster but you know whatever. we're, we're gonna say this guy who he let his hood down he has the hood but he's like from the shot that we see his hood is down yeah and it's like you see him draw an arrow and i'm just assuming that at some point he's gonna have a shield that he throws and like maybe a couple other things to uh basically be the guy that uh once black widow fights him it's going to make it look like, oh, I guess Black Widow was the best Avenger this whole time, and we just never got to see it. Yeah, she <laughs> died before she could... Uh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> right. I might we're, have to cut that, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it came out this year. Yeah, the, I'll probably cut it. Literally... Maybe not. Everyone knows she dies. All right, fuck it, she dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not only does everyone know... That is literally the spoiler that is going to be hanging over the head of this character for the entirety of the movie. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have stakes when you know the character is going to be completely fine at the end. Right! Stakes! You know, the thing that keeps you interested in, like, motivated to continue to watch what happens? What the f- Yeah, it's a a weird decision. Not sure I like it. Uh, The trailer, I mean, it looks fun. It looks like there's going to be some cool choreographed fight scenes, and I think it's going to look cool. But beyond that, I really don't have much interest, you know. Uh, I love Scarlett Johansson as an actress. Uh, I think the Black Widow character is actually pretty interesting on her own. But this, it's the wrong setting, the wrong time. It's leaving too much. So yeah, Black Widow coming out once again on uh, May 1st, 2020. We'll see how it is. You know, I'm happy she's getting a movie, but uh, I just think they poor timing hit at the wrong time, and they I don't think they thought it through very well. We'll see. They tend to surprise us when we least expect it, so it's yeah, yeah, good on them. Another piece of recent news: uh, it's announced that uh, many of the properties that uh, were made by the uh, bankrupted Telltale series company uh, were picked up by basically a purchaser that wants to publish them, wants to finish it. Telltale got some external funding, and they're now finishing several projects. Among them is the classic comic book uh, based series Wolf Among Us Season 2, which was previously announced and then canceled because Telltale had some financial troubles, but it looks like it is now on its way. 
And then the other one is Batman Telltale Season 3, which is also on its way, which is cool because uh, both of them are very well regarded, but very well rated. I hope they fix their game engine with this new funding because that was the biggest problem they had. Was their Yeah, they just never innovated. Their game engine just always crashed and always stuttered and stopped and just never worked right. And sometimes it wouldn't save your choices and it would screw things up. The concept's great, and I get it's a lot of branching scenarios, but other games have already done it better. So Yeah. Uh, hopefully they adapt to that. Hopefully they do well, and hopefully they don't go bankrupt again. You know, we don't want anybody to lose their jobs, and I think they make, you know, very good stories and good games, and I'm looking forward to this. I did play Wolf Among Us Season 1, really liked it. Uh, kind of wanted a little more from it, to be honest with you. I thought yeah. it kind of finished, and it was just eh. Um, but I did enjoy the experience. I have the Batman series, you know, I have them on my PlayStation profile, but I'm playing catch-up, you know. I just now finished uh, some of the Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate game. The the London one. Oh, from, from you like, finished that one, huh? Like five years ago or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm that far behind. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how far my backlog goes. So I'll eventually get to it, and I really do want to finish it up and review it and talk about it. But uh, I'm glad that's still going. I'm glad it's coming back because it, it is very well regarded. I think they might have been bought by someone who also wanted them to fucking finish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I hey, I've been playing these games, man. I will give you money. Just finish. Yes, please. <laughs> so The Watchmen has come out on HBO. Have you watched any of it? I have not, but uh, I've heard some good things. I've heard some weird things. I've heard a couple of bad things. Yeah, I've heard like it starts off pretty bad, and then I he- heard it gets better as it goes on. Yeah. It's like one of those things, if you stick with it, it becomes better. That's kind of how I feel about The Witcher right now for the Netflix series, but uh, yeah. I haven't. I don't have an HBO subscription, you know, yeah. unless I bootleg it or something. There's no way I'm going to watch it, probably. Yeah, I've heard one thing is important to realize going into it is that it very specifically takes place after the comic, not the movie. So... And I've heard that they kind of go with the comic version of Watchmen, not necessarily the Snyder version. Oh, uh, as far as the story goes, from the images that I've seen, it's very strongly the uh, comic version. Yeah, which kind of a good thing, kind of a bad thing. I actually liked how Snyder ended his version of the Watchmen more than the monster from, you know, the scapegoat monster falling out of space and all that stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. I actually liked Mister Manhattan being framed more or less uh, uh, personally i just thought it was smarter. yeah uh, in my humble honest opinion uh i think uh, it being very clear that it is dr manhattan uh at least in my opinion it kind of breaks the original idea is uh well, when you have someone who's been outed as the uh, the Superman, and he is American, according to the movie, mm-hmm. um, that in my mind, the way that that should have gone is, oh, he's attacked everyone, and including the United States, he's still what we know to be an American hero, so we're still going to attack America, is, <laughs> is how I would have seen that movie going. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... For convenience sake and to make it uh, a little less expensive, which 
make no mistake, a citywide weird squid monster thing would have been stupidly expensive. And it probably would have been stupid on <laughs> on many levels, just yeah. on, on the big screen. So I don't. I I thought it was a smarter yeah. decision. I, I totally understand your perspective and people saying that mm-hmm. I'd rather have the comic book, the true comic book story for contextual reasons. I totally yeah. get it. Um, At some point, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, uh, we're trying to rush through these last few news items because we're running out of battery. Yep, um, we've ha- already had some awkward breaks in there. Um, the next item was just the Witcher TV series has premiered on Netflix. We already touched on that quite a bit, so I'm not going to go too heavy into it. Don't recommend it, uh, at least the first episode, uh, unless you really are versed in the lore and you've read the books and stuff, because they just jump into short stories and you don't have any context for what time period it is relative to the, the main story. You don't know who's the main character because it jumps around so much. I mean, unless you actually are familiar with The Witcher, you're not even probably going to realize that Henry Cavill's character is the main character because the first two episodes focus entirely, almost entirely, on two different characters. So Yeah, it, uh, and it sounds not very beginner-friendly. And like I said, the first whoever directed the first one did a terrible job. I don't know if they were filming it as a pilot or what, but it was... It's the camera angles are awful and the costume design is awful. So take that with a grain of salt. Actors do a great job with what they're given, but it's just it's a rough product. Second one looks much more refined, much better, runs much smoother. But again, contextually you don't they're not telling you the facts that these are events all happening at totally different time periods in these characters' lives, uh, relative to each other, like literally hundreds of years apart. That it makes it seem like it's all happening at the same time, which it's not. Yeah, unless they just completely change the story, which I doubt, because it doesn't seem like they are. It seems like they're just ripping everything straight from the short stories and the books, uh, like verbatim. So, I mean, even entire lines of dialogue are straight out of the books. It's just the way they're portraying it is so rushed and like shotgunny, and you know the stories are just one story by itself, isolated, and then the next story by itself, isolated. The yeah. show each episode is like three or four different stories all going on at the same time, which are not actually in the timeline going on at the same time. And it's very confusing jumping from one to the other, to the other, to the other, and back and forth. It's yeah, it's very convoluted. So I wish they would uh, organize that a little better. It sounds like a bunch of mini stories that seem like they're supposed to be providing you with context, and somehow they themselves need context. Yeah, I mean, the lore is there, and the explanations are there, and the hints about the time periods are there. But if you you have to listen really intently and you have to know what the fuck they're talking about, <laughs> otherwise you're going to be completely lost. Even people that play the games, unless you like actually stopped and read all the books and the games, you're not going to have any idea what they're talking about. Oof. Yeah, it's rough. Um, but I'm enjoying it as a person who is versed in the fandom. If you're versed in the Witcher books and the lore, by all means, dive in. It's fun. Henry Cavill's great. The actresses are great. Uh, there's There's great action scenes in it. I'm really enjoying it. I think the first monster you see is kind of goofy and doesn't really work, but because it's a, it's just a CGI like poor CGI blob. Yeah, but, uh, it gets better. It does get better, especially see like the jump from episode one to two is just drastically different in terms of quality and production and acting. Everything is act, yeah. everything is so much better in episode two. Seems like the first one might have just been the pilot. Yeah, we'll see. I Like I said, there's different directors on literally every episode, so it could go downhill, it could go uphill, it could be the, the huge roller coaster ride. I don't know yet. 
Um, next up on the news, we did want to touch this because it was on previous Lost episodes, but we didn't get to talk about it because the episode never came out. Uh, the Joker did finish its run over a billion dollars, as we were predicting, which is a r- fucking outrageous ex- success. It's the most profitable per-investment movie that WB has ever made. And that is saying something. It's an R-rated film. It's a very controversial movie because of the content. It's very intense content. Uh, please check out our review if you haven't already. Um, we both really liked it, obviously. Um, but yeah. it, made, it officially made one billion sixty million at the box office without releasing in China. Basically, there's been a, quite a few billion dollar movies recently, but almost all of them have been almost like 60% reliant on the market in China, which is crazy. You know, they it couldn't release this film in China because there's several things going on in Hong Kong, obviously, and the content's very intense. So I'm sure there's some kind of, you know, conduct that's not allowed to be portrayed. Yeah. I, I would assume. I, I don't know factually. But uh, it seems like this is a very, you know, if you're in some government turmoil, you may not want this appearing in your country and inciting potential violence and stuff like that from the populace um we do live in a society but i mean movies like captain marvel and aquaman you know those are they're okay movies you know aquaman more so maybe even though i didn't like it quite as much uh but i i don't think either of those movies deserved a billion dollars in return you know I I really don't I don't wish anything ill from the creators from the property owners or anything like that and I'm glad that there's a successful Captain Marvel out there and a successful Aquaman out there but yeah I didn't I didn't think those movies were deserving of what they raked in uh, however I think Joker took a lot of risks and I think you know the studio actively tried to prevent this movie from being released by giving them an, an oppressively small budget you know and you know actors like uh uh, the previous Joker from Suicide Squad. What's, why is his name not coming to mind? Uh, Jared Leto. Uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto actively behind the scenes trying to prevent it from happening because he wants to be the Joker. And quite frankly, I don't want to see more of his Joker. But uh, yeah, there's, there was a lot of things working against this movie. There's controversy before the movie even came out where people were kind of fear-mongering it and saying, oh, this is going to lead to all sorts of unprovoked violence from people, and nothing happened. You know? Literally nothing. So it's a great movie. I'm glad it, it was really successful. I'm glad that DC was able to take the risk, uh, despite Warner Brothers' best attempts at preventing that. And it shows that you can make, just like Deadpool and Deadpool 2, you can make great uh, focus, coherent storylines, character fo- focus storylines like Logan is another example in an R-rated world, and still have tons of success. So yeah, I mean, it definitely uh, does ride on the fact that I mean, it's basically uh, Joker in a couple of different movies from Martin Scorsese that were uh, very intelligently weaved together to make one story that makes complete sense for the Joker. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Go see it if you haven't already. Pick it up if you're an adult, obviously. Uh, yes, only if you're an adult. Don't Good show God. To, don't show to the kids, please. Yeah, no. Um, they're not ready. And then uh, I think that's probably a big reason why the Birds of Prey movie got turned to an R rating. <laughs> is they probably felt like, oh, maybe it is financially safe. I don't think it's going to make it a good movie. I think it's actually going to be a worse movie now. Because uh, yeah. now they're going to have 
Margot Robbie getting naked and stuff for no reason, I'm sure. But yeah, this is... We'll uh, and after the fact, R is almost always a sign that there's going to be something superfluous done just for the sake of getting to say that it's an R rating. No doubt. And then our last, very last news item of the day, Lock and Key has been announced for a Netflix series, and it's due to come out February 7th, 2020, which is outstanding. I fucking love Lock and Key. Uh, if you watched our older episodes, I talk about Lock and Key all the time because I fucking love it. It's so good. It's from yeah, IDW. you have. Really great series. Really great book. I thought I think it'll make a great TV show because the style of the story is very episodic where each kind of length of the book is a kind of revolves around one or two keys. Key to the story. Ha, ha, ha. Pun there. Uh, again, I'm trying to rush. I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. Great book. Pick up the book if you can prior to watching the show before the show comes out because it really is deserving of your money and your time and your attention. Really great art. Really great storytelling. Really fun book. Adult content. Go see it. So with that, let's uh, go ahead and wrap it up and go home. Uh, there's no topic of the week because we went on really long. We <laughs> rambled quite a bit. I'm probably going to have to edit a lot of stuff out because, quite <laughs> frankly, we went off topic a lot. Yeah, we did. Um <laughs> But I want to thank Cornell once again for stopping by and joining us for the show. Uh, and uh, like I said, there's no comic books of the week because there really wasn't anything coming out. There's like maybe four or five books, and most of them were fucking Betty Page books, <laughs> trying, getting you to try to buy boobs. Thanks, Dynamite. Um, uh, so we really do appreciate you sticking with us. I know it's been a while since we've gotten a finished episode up. We've been busy, you know, the, the drill. But... Um, yeah, <laughs> we got a new production computer. Got uh, everything laid out again. And now we're, we got new jobs, so that's a concern because we're trying to figure out the schedules. But uh, yeah, we are trying to get things back up and running again. We really appreciate your uh, patience with everything. Uh, once again, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Podbean, Spotify. Uh, am I missing anything? SoundCloud, y- YouTube. We're not on SoundCloud because their infrastructure sucks. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But pretty much everything else, Podbean. I don't know if I mentioned that one. We're on pretty much every streaming service you can imagine. We're on YouTube. If you go on our YouTube page and give us a like and subscribe, it really, really does help us out. So please do that if you can. We do have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash hit the books if you'd like to contribute and help us keep the show up and pay for our uh, editing software and everything else. You know, keep the lights on, keep the show running. Uh, yeah, a lot of the hindrances we have are financial, you know, in nature. So all, all this stuff, you know, takes money. We haven't made a profit on anything here. It's <laughs> literally just the, the purest money dump passion project we've had. And uh, oh yeah, shout out to Heather Holcomb, uh, Heather Reap now, excuse me. Oh, uh, her married name. Uh, she has been a consistent contributor to the show uh, with her. Uh, Uh, contributions on patreon so thank you very much to heather reap for being a great producer of the show we really do appreciate it and we apologize it's been so long that we've gotten uh some new content out on the books so more to come thank you for watching thank you for listening uh you can always reach us at uh, twitter at htbvids on facebook at forward slash hit the books and our website is htbvids excuse me tongue tied (laughs) dot com i've been your host chris hulk and i'm emory saunders and thank you for watching We will see you next week. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. So long. Happy winter solstice. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. Goodbye.